What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast. Here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. New, 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 new world order. Hey, man, we today we got the uh, Blue Chip Mindset Series number 30. Four in the building. All right, money. man. This is the time where we get our mind on our money and our money on our mind. This is going to be a great show. Today, we're talking about time. Time in the equation of money, energy, attention, and time. Time is always mentioned as last, but it is the most important one or important aspect of managing. All right. Managing money is going to be one thing, but managing time is what's going to make the difference. And sometimes a lot of men allow women to dictate what they do with their time while they dictate. All right, and I know the obvious trap from these situations. You know, they got that pretty young thing right there. She wants to spend time with you. She says the biggest trap phrase there is, I don't want your money. All I want is your time. That's something that you should be concerned with when you have a vision, when you are ambitious. And I'm an ambitious man, and I've been an ambitious man for a long time. All right, this is what afforded me to be self-employed. This is what afforded me to be able to do YouTube. This is what afforded me to be able to follow my career so i could focus on my career so man i'm gonna tell you man this currency of time is the one thing that you cannot get back money you can give you can you can get back you can make it back i've lost a lot of money in my life at some particular points i've made it back and uh it's been okay it's always been a challenge money will be a challenge no matter how much money you have okay it'll always be a challenge sometimes it can go away but time you're not getting back and i find it that, you know, in this situation where I'm trying to counsel men in order to get themselves in the right direction, follow their path, their purpose, develop the vision, have some goals, be ambitious. I find that they are far too willing to waste time. All right. And a lot of the dynamics of the conversations that we're having in these philosophical differences. All right. It's always revolving around being willing to waste time. Okay. And I'm always like, I'm really, you know what I mean? I'm like Tupac with my time. I'd be looking like I ain't got no time for this. You know what I mean? Like I used to read articles about Tupac and there was an article that I once read, you know, some of these articles they're they're um they're made up by these magazines to make give the rapper a certain imagery but you know a lot of people co-signed on on his impatience. And there was one article I read, the guy he he was riding with Tupac in the car and uh there was a red light that you know sometimes these red lights don't have the trigger sensor back in the day and uh it wasn't changing but there were no cars coming either way. And he was telling the dude to go since there's no cars. And the guy was like, well, we're at a red light. And Tupac got out of the car and, and, and left them. He was like, <laughs> but there's nobody here. You know, in the middle of the morning, you know, at two in the morning, there's nobody here. Why are you waiting at the red light? I'm kind of one of those guys like, ain't nobody here. Why, why am I waiting? Why am I wasting time here? You know what I mean? I know the police could set up, you know, pull you over. But why? <laughs> you know? I ain't got no time for that. And see, time is a thing that you will frivolously waste, especially when you're dealing with women. You know, this is the thing. Um, when you're dealing with women, women are very inefficient with their time. All right. They're very, very inefficient with their time. Let me play a clip before we get into the, uh, the show here. Um, a lot of times they will say they're busy, right? I've been so busy lately. Uh, this is not the case. And a lot of times busy is confused with being productive. And I always say, I'm not busy. I was productive. Uh, but people will waste time and say that they're busy. But you have to understand at some particular time when you weren't there. All right. This is what she might describe as being busy. All right. So let's go ahead and roll the clip. Um, and this is what they do with their time. Oftentimes 
is they claim to be busy. We'll play this clip a little bit later of this thick Hawaiian chick or right here, Latina chick. Let's play the clip. I need new titties. I need a sugar what daddy. Is a nine to five. Am I horny? You, you are hungry, hungry, bitch. I got fat. I'm gonna pack my shit and my ass is I want fat. a boyfriend. No, I don't. What is my cat doing? I'm gonna get a BBL. You're all going to die Damn, anyway. You're in a simulation. Oil. What if you yeah, see, there you go. This is what they do with their time when they say they're so busy. A lot of times they're thinking about what they should do and oftentimes confusing the hell out of themselves. All right. And uh, trying to figure out what they're doing. So so in essence, many times they're busy, but they're not being productive. OK, um, and they're really confused and misguided and undecided about the direction that they need to go. This is why a lot of times they will require a man to be a leader. And if you are that leader, she will follow for a period of time. All right. It's not going to be forever. I want you to burst that fantasy bubble. You're going to get somebody forever. By the way, do you want her forever? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, listen, it's going to be a period of time, but but it also takes time to replace them. I know we have these magical theories that many people can't show. You know, they can tell, but they can't show. So, so time sometimes escapes them. Time gets away. This is why when they hit the wall or they hit, hit that magical age, they don't understand. Hey, what's going on? Why don't I have the options that I have? Why is it difficult? Why is it why is it difficult? This is another indication here. Actually, you know what? Let me not get into this yet. Cuz we ain't even getting into this particular part of the show. All right. Yeah, people call them scatterbrain, hamster brain, you know what I mean? I call it Mickey Mouse brain. All right, a lot of times they have Mickey Mouse. This woman has time to make all of these type of TikToks. I hire an editor to make my TikTok. Shout out to my editing crew. We don't call them the Hitman Brett. All right. So, um um but it is, they have time to do all of these things and then we'll claim that they're busy. You know what I mean? Oh, I got to wash my hair. And a lot of times at the last second, they're trying to squeeze like eight things in because they wasted most of their time. All right. They hit the wall later on and then they're trying to make use of it. Well, I'm a good woman and I got four kids by three dads. I'm like, ah, you know, make every excuse. All right. I've worked in the educational system and I've worked around women. This is why people think I, it's, you know, oh, your marriage is messed up. That's why you're. No, I worked around women for a long time. I've seen them come up with some of the, when you work in education, you see them come up with some of the dumbest reasons of why they didn't achieve. And you're like, no, you're a lazy ass. You were being lazy. Let's just chalk it up. Accountability and responsibility is escapes many people, not just women, but men in general, men too. And then when it's time to be held accountable, everybody goes Mickey Mouse brain. So we don't talk about that over here. We talk about the blue chip mindset. And the blue chip mindset is um, um, is geared towards the in the lexicon. It's already in the lexicon here. The idea of a blue chip, and uh, we'll get into a little bit of that. But right here, the all Ivies right here, blue chip universities, blue chip reputation. People will pride themselves if they graduated from a blue chip university, and then they have blue chip stocks. Blue chips used to represent the highest value of uh, the gambling chips. Now it's a little bit different if you go to higher class, high roller type gambling situations but the blue chip was the highest representation of, of the stock and you will see uh the one thing that i'll always tell you guys about is morality and blue chip have nothing in common all right listen if you want to take a moral stand and a lot of do people a lot of people uh pride themselves on morality all right and a lot of these people are broken i call you these people the mother Teresa's of the world all right and oftentimes you can find them being hypocritical about their own morality Okay, you can find them being hypocritical about their own morality right away. And so I don't pride myself for morality. I mean, I have a moral, I have a moral compass, but it's not your moral compass. And I say that's okay. You have to understand about that about blue chip mindset people. 
Their moral compass is never going to be your moral compass because they are have they have something a greater vision for themselves. They have a vision of trying to protect themselves. They are on the defense. They put their castle in the moat. They don't operate on fear. They operate on defense. And so, as such, they will cheat the system and not feel bad for you. Okay, they will cheat the system and not feel bad for you. See, in your moral compass, you would hope that person that attains a high status of of wealth or or means that they will have the same moral compass as you, and they don't. And let me give you a prime example of this. Let me give you a prime example of this. Remember the college cheating scandal? I will always refer back to that, where these people who had money, let's go ahead and give you right here. These people who had money, they basically cheated the system to get their kids into blue chip reputation schools so they can keep up their blue chip legacy. They cheated the system. They cheated people out of opportunities, scholarships, and so forth and so on. They they bypassed the college admissions and they never felt sorry one bit. They served their little bit of jail time and they came back out and they continue life. They didn't care about you. And this is just the recent one here. The wealthy dad acquitted in the final trial of the college admissions bribery scandal. What did he use? His, he used his money and he used the legal system to get off when he cheated. And so morally, you might feel bad about what he did. You might think he should be punished with the full strength of the law. But the reality is these people won't be punished like that. You'll be punished like that if you try to do something like that, you Mother Teresa type people. But his morality don't work like that. See, he's trying to preserve himself. He wants to castle in the moat. He's not operating on fear. He's operating on defense. And he has to keep what he has at all costs. And he has to put his family members in the best position that they could possibly do. Now, you, on the other hand, you oxygen thief you ham and eggers right there you normies you on the other hand want to use moral and moral principles as your guide well that's not their morality see their their job is to keep themselves away from you that's what their job is and that's what the blue chip mindset is listen if you want to have your own moral principles you have it but a lot of times people with high moral principles are broke they're broke and so when you change that, you change that, you will open that up. Now, if you do want to stay in the situation where you believe you're going to get your reward in the afterlife. Yeah, I'm going to be so good here that I'm going to get my reward in the afterlife. Well, go ahead and maintain your broke status. You know, that's probably what you're going to be. And you're going to live to 80, but you've only lived 30 years of good life. All right. You died at 30 and you didn't die physically until 80. But it's okay, man. <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Hey, listen, I coached a lot of years in basketball, and we used to always point out the cheaters. This coach is cheating. This coach is breaking the rule. This coach is illegally recruiting. And guess what? They be winning the championship. <laughs> and the coaches that's pointing out the coaches that are cheating are in the middle of the pack or last place. This person's cheating. We need to report them. You report them to the authorities. This coach is cheating. They be like, conference is like well you know do you have any evidence well they're obviously cheating T take a look conference would be like yeah well <laughs> it's nothing we can do about it now let them catch your ass bending one rule they're gonna throw your ass in why because they know you're trying to live on the moral guideline and you, you try to stretch one rule they catch your ass and punish you throw your ass in the damn slammer throw your ass in the clink throw your ass in the gulag and if you don't want any more uh, evidence of this, look at the New England Patriots. Look at the Houston Astros. See, these are the things that we have to understand. Look at Barry Bonds. Look at all the people who slightly said, F you guys. I'm going to do what I need to do, right? You might punish me here and there, but I'm going to go get my money, and I'm going to go get the record and whatnot and whatnot. So it is what it is. All right. So anyway, 
It is what it is. Y'all can act like these people are going to be punished when you catch their ass cheating, and they don't. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, let me post the PayPal link for you guys to contribute here. But, you know, a lot of you guys cannot take that step. I'm not saying to be completely evil or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, if you go by the moral compass of the ham and egger, you will find yourself in prison by that person with a poverty mindset. Yeah, look at college football. I mean, college football down to the point where all these teams are conference hopping, right, to try to keep up with Alabama and the money. They chasing the money. University football is about money at this particular point. They like hell with championships. Look at the golfers now. They're leaving the PGA Tour. And they're going over to whatever it is, LIV, and they're going to get that money. They're like, hey, I got money. Hell with y'all. And they're linking up with the Saudi money. Bro, listen, man, y'all can stay broke, but we got dope to sell over here. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I listen, I'm not telling y'all to break every rule. You just got to find it with yourself to understand the people who have in this country, you know, behind every great fortune lies a great crime. Doesn't have to be great. You don't have to go to prison, but I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, well, we should do it for the ethics of the thing, and we should do it for the sports rule book, and we should do this. I found. I found. Yeah, somebody said they've been known for holding funds. They've been doing that lately. Yeah, they've been doing that lately. So I made, yeah, thank you, that Patrick M. I, I actually have to do that because I got a message earlier in the morning related to that. So thank you for that information. We might have to go another route related to that. So I've, I've been noticing that 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 just been coming up in the last couple of weeks. Um, Where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, to contribute to the show, dollar sign CGA live. It's in the building. That's on the cash app. What else is going on here? Oh, PayPal, uh, PayPal.me backslash coach Greg Adams. It is linked at the top of the description box or the live chat. And uh, we will go on with the show and acknowledge the earlier contributors to the show. And man, some brothers were sponsoring. They opened their wallet. I've been on the path of keeping this going, despite the fact that life is bringing me great distractions in these recent days, in these recent weeks, probably in the last, probably since April. Uh, many times when you get on a roll, I want to um, let you guys know, when life is good, um, many people will come and Come on the attack. This is why people, this is why people in the past put their castles in the moats and had a drawbridge and have security. Uh, uh, when you become somewhat successful, you become a target. And then what tends to happen is people who believe that they can get access to you or somehow disrupt your flow, they will. This is why wealthy people have lawyers. This is why wealthy people have lawyers and they pay significant fees to attorneys in order to keep these people off. And sometimes you got to pay these people off and and walk away you know what i mean this is what happens so i'm in that stage of life where you know what i mean life is good but when when life is good all of these people come out and uh, people come out of the woodworks false alligators distracted people people who are a little bit disillusioned about life people who are absolutely broke and see you as the only pathway to escapism from their financial uh stress and strife and they will use whatever they can people who are somewhat drifters if you will drifters people who are drifters these people are drifting in life they have no they have no path they have no goals and uh they will see uh uh as you a they will see you as a means to an end right 
it's absolutely in, incredible, but that's part of the story. So if you ever want to use your ambition to make yourself put yourself in a different place in life, you're going to have to put up with that type of stuff. It just goes with the territory. I actually had a fitness client uh, when I trained. He was on the Forbes list. He was that wealthy. You can go, you would be able to Google him and he would be under a Forbes column. He would come up. All right. He would get lawsuits all the time. He was in court all the time <laughs> and he was an executive of a mortgage company. Right. High end. And um, he would get he would get sued all the time. He'd be in a court case. And I was like, why do you why are you going to court? It's like, it's the way it is. It's the way it is. So uh, people are trying to get their bag and run on your back on the hard principle. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> all right. On the hard work that you did. And then they will put their paw out and expect you to be able to get handed over easily. Well, I will fight your ass tooth and nail. All right. I will fight your ass tooth and nail if you try to get at my money. Anyway, let's get these contributions here, man. We had some people in the middle of the night, pause, trying to contribute to coach. These are donations. This is not income. These people don't give me in excess of $10,000 in a particular year. So these people are donating as you would donate to the Red Cross. Thank you, man. Uh, it is what it is. All right, so let's see here. You know, because uh, you will be under investigation and people will be watching you, right? They'll be like, I can make some money off of this fool. Where are we at here? Oh, man, we got a, we're going to call you CB. He sends a sponsorship, all right? He says, uh, this is CB commenting, viewing your YouTube content time to time. He says, I know it's late, but just a brief moment of your time. First and foremost, shout out to the coach gang and hashtag the free agent lifestyle. I like to say thanks for all that you do on your content and research experience, hilarious takes, etc. Going to try to make this short as possible. So get this. I serve as a direct care worker here in Arizona for a fellow African-American by Tyrone, oh my goodness, who migrated here from California. Let's say he fell for a woman in her 30s, late 40s, on the streets, man. And he said he met her in California and she brought him all the way back, bike to Arizona, where she's from, married her. And let's say it didn't last long and she left him high and dry he proclaims he his love he proclaims his love through uh the word of god and jesus cheese as we call it seems he won't escape from his simp ways or looking for new relationships aka this is death by simp wow a man never follows a woman we gotta have hardcore principles and people did hard <laughs> thank you for that story guy uh we're gonna call you cb in the building a man should never follow a woman cross any state line. I don't care what she's doing. All right, but there's guys that are going to do that because they don't have any principles, obviously, as a black guy. And um, I'm sure she was an Arizona, Tucson, Arizona six. And he followed her over there in the name of love. Guys, love is not logical. Love is not logical. So if you're chasing that, I think you're on the wrong path. I'm just putting it there. And I've rarely ever fell in love with many people. Um, even though when I did get married, it seemed to be more of a, it was seemed like the more of a cohesive fit. It was like a unit. It was like, wow, we're a cohesive fit more than it was. I'm just knock out out of love with her. I don't think I can have that. I don't have that. Neither do I have sympathy or empathy. All right. I'll be looking at people like, damn, you made a badass decision. This is why I try to avoid making bad decisions because I'm like, I don't want to be in that position so you can feel sorry for me. It is what it is. But Anyway, shout out to Ben. We got another sponsor in the building. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. We're going to call you. We're going to call you Jean, Jean Charles. That's what we're going to call you, I believe. 
Coach, you've replaced my preacher to guide me in life. He says, keep doing what you're doing, especially the Blue Chip Mindset Series. I love your edutainment. Thank you, brother. I appreciate the sponsorship. All right, this is what we do, and this is why we do it. We'll talk about some YouTube secrets here later in the show. All right, it's not going to be all the secrets, but it will be some. All right, we got, um, did I get this brother right here? I think I got him. He was from potentially last night. These were all, these were all from many of these early in the morning or late last night. All right. So we got about uh, three more. Then we'll get to the show. And then we'll come back and review the cash app. PayPal bugging. PayPal be buggy. We need another app. All right. David says, what's up, coach? I'll catch the replay later on. That time materials effort woman in my, is my ideal junior college girl, coach game for life. And I will say, even though her eyes are a little googly, right? She does look like a Muppet around the eye level. Yeah, that time materials and efforts can be put to good use. And I have no business trying to turn this 304 into a housewife. I will turn, make good use of her for about an hour and 10 minutes and I will turn her back loose. I mean, that. Here's the thing, you know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials and efforts. God. Yeah, she a little googly, little muppety around the eyes, but it is okay. I can I can make good use of her, but a lot of dudes make mistakes and say I'll make good use of her and I'll put her on my team. Um, that sounds like saving strippers. Girl, you don't have to do this work. I can come out and I can make something of you. I can help. You can help me build something. All you can do is help me build this erector set. That's all you can help me do. Let's build this erector set. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Eddie is in the building. Good to see you over here. He says, on the shortness of life, life is long if you know how to use it. And he says, it is by uh, Cynic. It's a good book related to your topic. Yes, life can be long for sure, man. I'll listen, I'm at 46 right now. It, it seemed like it sped up to get here. However, you know what I mean? I'm looking at it. If you do it right, you can get another good productive 20, 25, 30 years, maybe 40, depending on how you take care of yourself. It is what it is. And Waddle says, shout out to the mods from yesterday and last night's show, but not the mods from Monday. He says they must have been um, low on the band quota since I said roar. All right. So it must be the all capitals. He says, much love, coach, waiting for the CGA summer camp. Oh, that sounds good. And yes, we will be going back to the man show with girls jumping on trampolines for sure. Just letting y'all know. Last two, Caitlin says, what's up, coach? He says, I know I'm late to the party on this, but were you shocked that UCLA and USC decided to move to the Big Ten? The two biggest West Coast schools are moving to a Midwest conference. The Pac-10 will die a slow death, in my opinion. Yeah, I think um, Pac-12, Pac I was in Pac-10 when I was a youngster. Uh, Pac-12 is done. They will not recover from this. It would just be the Big Ten and the SEC until another 20 years, and they got to figure out how to do the 20-year conference reshuffle. But uh, Pac-12 will never recover from that, and they will be scooping up Western Athletic Conference schools like crazy. All right. <laughs> they already said they're not going to even merge with the Big 12, so they're done. They're dead in the water. They don't want to merge with the Big 12. Big 12's dead in the water since Oklahoma and Texas is leaving. And so these two have to figure out a way to survive. And all they're going to do is pull up the likes of the University of Texas, San Antonio, Corpus Christi, uh, San Diego State to the Pac-12, uh, Loyola Marymount, you know what I mean, BYU. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's over for them. 
It's over them. They, they're in the they're in the Western Athletic Conference at this particular point. Mm. All right. Anyway, that's my here uh, last one. Brian, uh, Anonymous says, "I come from a low class. I come from the low class. Now I'm financially secure, and due to my job, I'm exposed to high class folks. I got to invite." He says, "I got invited to a bar with a dress code. How do I make an impression, even though I lack the class experience that they have?" Well, uh, number one, you have to find out the dress code, be able to follow what that dress code is. And if you have the money, go go somewhere and get some clothes that are somewhat tailored to fit you as opposed to getting things off the rack when you go to these places because it would become apparent that you don't have the right clothes or you're not naturally inclined to be fitting in these clothes. One thing that I find that young men don't do or don't have the money to do, which I understand is to find clothes that actually fit and actually get a tailor, which is not that expensive, 15 bucks, 20, maybe 30 bucks to a tailor, all right? to get your clothes to fit, you know what I mean? That is somewhat up the style, but not over the top. You know what I mean? You don't want to come into a full penguin suit yet, but you want slacks that fit properly where, um, you know what I mean? Where the, where the, where the, where the uh, cuff hits the proper part of your shoe instead of hanging over top of your shoe or being too short. And then when you get there, know that if you're in an upper echelon of people, your job is not to impress. Your job is to listen, learn, soak up the knowledge and information and gain all right, keep every conversation to a minimum. Know when to end the conversation, but you're not there to impress. I find that young people go in there to try to impress, all right, when their job is to go in there and soak up the game and the knowledge, all right, the game and the knowledge. Go, go in there and be a sponge. Soak it up. Keep the conversation at minimum. Don't go in there like you know everything. Network, get business cards, no names, all of these things. All right. Yeah. Don't go in there looking like TD Jakes, Michael Jordan and, and Steve Harvey. OK. Yeah. Don't try to. You're not in there to show how much game you have. You're in there to soak up the game. You're in there to soak up the game. So anyway. Where are we at? That's just being quick and let's get into the show. But that's a great question, you know, for a blue chip mindset information there. I know a lot of dudes will go in there. Hey, man, I'm doing this. I got number one sales job, you know, and I'm 26. Year, I'm 23 years old. You know, just go soak up this, soak up the game here. Don't be late. Yep. Don't get drunk. <laughs> All right. If they passing around drinks and cocktails, you know what I mean? Don't go. Don't go in there. And get blasted. Leave the skeezers alone. Leave the women alone. Don't get caught looking at some executive's wife ass too long. If if the executive wife gets drunk and starts hitting on you, find your way to dismiss yourself. I got to go to the bathroom. You don't want to be that guy that takes a shot uh, where the game arts to be there. Go in there and run game on hoes. A lot of game artists ain't never been around no high-class people. All right, they be around low-class people, bar maidens and all kind of stuff like that, drunk-ass Josies. And they'll have your ass running game on people when they're saying, if you get a woman in one of these high-class places, your first appearance, you're going to show up, you got invited, and you're going to run game, and then your ass going to get properly dismissed. <laughs> know your situation. Know what's up. Don't go in there uh, and let the ass distract you. And most of the ass that you see in there is going to be flat back then. I'm just letting you know. Okay. So don't think you're about to go in there and see some big old round booties, some, some thick old uh, right here. All right. You're going to see some women that booties look like they hurt. You're going to see them with their hips pushed forward like this, with their booty cheeks clenched. <laughs> you're going to be like, mm. develop. <laughs> you're going to see some long backs in there. I used to have a picture. I think I just deleted it. You're going to have some long backs in there. All right. You're going to be like, her back look long. All right. Anyway. And get used to liking long backs. You know what I mean? You know, you got to put that in the mix. All right, man. Let's stop messing around. <laughs> Here we go. 
uh, Blue Chip Mindset Series for the people who just came in the door. We got a thousand million people in here. Uh, first of all, first of all, uh, go to my website, Coach Greg Adams. It's actually gregadams.one. Uh, sorry, gregadams1.com. That's what it is right there. There's me. Uh, we'll give you some YouTube game here in a minute, but uh, there it is right there. You can go to my website. You can get links to my book, podcast, and all that stuff. These videos were from my other main channel, but you can get the unapologetic. I don't even need don't know if that's live anymore, but the 52 Things book, you can get that for absolutely free. Register there. Then you'll start getting emails from me. All right, everybody understand that? Uh, we're on the blue chip mindset right here. And um, let's talk about let's talk about time. Let's talk about time. This is the most important thing here, most important element to you. So we, we divide things to money, energy, attention, and time. These are the resources that most men, most men you're going to have to trade in order to get with women or actually improve your life. You're going to have to bring some value somehow. There's really uh, no long-term solution to not bringing resources from yourself to try to get what you want. There are short-term solutions, and most of these guys have evidence of short-term success, but we're talking about long-term over here. We don't have time for short-term success. That doesn't define us. What defines us is what we do over the length of our time here on earth, on earth. But time is money. When we talk about time, time equals money, all right? If you waste your time, you're going to lose money probably, right? Don't let people dictate what you do with your time, right? There's people that will say, um, you know, let's just talk about in the relationship aspect because that's where most men are struggling. You give it a woman, she might say, I want to move in together. Well, that's going to be a massive time exchange. Massive time exchange. Now, you might think that might turn into a situation where you get a discount financially. Not so much. It's not going to be a big financial discount as you believe. You're going to have to give control of your time over to whoever you're cohabitating with. If you manage her well, you might do well. But if you're young enough and you don't have the leverage, she's going to be in control. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Uh, how many people have been in a relationship or a cohabitation? In a marriage, in a traditional beta male marriage in which you're saying happy wife, happy life, and you're preventing her from saying, I'm not happy. And you got to the weekend and you said, uh, you know what? I'm just going to sit here in my recliner and I might play some Madden. This is your time off. This is your time to decompress, to de-stress, to actually let everything go. And this is your time for clarity. You're like, I want clarity right now. I don't want to be bogged down. I have this point of my time where I'm getting clarity. And you have your feet up. You're in your recliner. And then the girl that you're cohabitating with or in a relationship comes over and says, uh, what are you doing? She might be mad or she might be just generally interested in what are you doing and how long do you plan on doing it? And then you say, well, I'm doing nothing. I'm not doing anything or I'm playing Madden. Now, in their world, if you give her if you've cohabitated with her, she's going to look at that as it's nothing. So I'm going to give you something to do. Or why aren't you paying attention to me? Why aren't you paying attention to me? And you're going, well, this is my time to decompress, to de-stress. This is my time for clarity. This is my time to relax. So I'm doing nothing. She's going to look at it as available time to give you tasks. Or she's going to say, why aren't you giving me attention? Or she might say, well, we could be going to the farmer's market if you're doing nothing. Do you see what I mean? Or why don't we go play table tennis? Or why don't we go out and play tennis with the friends? Whatever you, whatever you want to fill in. But if you are doing this she believes she has control of your time in which if you don't relinquish this control she's going to get mad you're always playing video games how long do you intend to play or if you go play golf with your friends you play a front nine and a back nine and you might play another front nine 
All right. Now you're over at 27 holes and then you come back somewhere around four or five in the afternoon all day. You've been gone since Saturday or Sunday, whatever, whatever day you want. And she's coming to here. I can't believe you went out with it. She might give you some lip about this. Now, she believes she controls your time. And as such, if you're not giving the time or your money or attention, energy or attention, she's going to feel a certain way. If you haven't given if you've given her control of this. Same way as if you are in a relationship and you say, hey, I get off of work at six. She might say, well, let's meet at 630. I'm not going to be ready by 630. Why? Well, I need time to get home, time to decompress, time to get a couple of games of Madden in, time to jerk off, time to get myself a meal so I don't spend too much money out here in these streets. I'm on a budget. Why can't you meet at 630? Well, why can't we meet at 830? Well, it's not going to give me much time. I need a little bit of this. I need some drink so my mouth can open wider. And you say, okay. And you rush home. You leave work early. You get off your hustle. You leave work early so you get home, shower up, put your little smell good on, get ready to go so, so you can waste the rest of the evening. So you meet up at 630. She shows up at 715. She's going to show up late regardless. You know, you ever do that? You ever leave early from work or you ever go somewhere and a woman says 6.30, let's 6.30, or you say 6.30, okay, 6.30, and her ass show up at 7, 7.15, and you're like, wow, this is complete mismanagement of your time, and you gave her control over that. See, that to me is egregious. That to me is egregious because I took the time to be pre rep, uh, prepared and ready and, and uh, make an impression on you, and you fumbled the bag. To me, that's absolutely egregious. And they will do that to you and ask you why you're upset. Why you're so upset? I mean, it was within six o'clock. You didn't say you, you didn't say uh six fifteen. It was like six forty-five. I showed up, I was on time. So these are the things that you have to understand that um to me should be punishable by your ass is done. You show up to me 15, 20, 30 minutes late, you're done though. Because time is what I value. And then you want me to then waste further time doing what you want me to do so you can feel good about yourself. You see what I mean? This is how I live my life. You don't have to live your life this way, but this is how I look at time. Wasting my time is reprehensible and it is punishable by me properly dismissing your ass. So with that being said, not a lot of men have this as a principle of their life and you find yourself in these scenarios far too often. And then you find yourself off your path, off your purpose and you find yourself broke. And then you find yourself here trying to go on to other YouTube content creators, trying to figure out how do I get women to value my time? How do I get them to be on my purpose and all that stuff? Well, you have to really give them the expectations up front. Okay, You got to really give them the expectations up front. So people will waste your time. And people will not feel bad about you wasting your time, about wasting your time. I believe, in my opinion here, and I showed you this clip. Let's go ahead and show it again for the people who are filing in. Do me a favor, hit the like button while you file your way in. Uh, this is the average typical. If you see this particular video, I showed this again. Um, um, women think this is funny, um, which it is. It kind of shows, oh, this is so me. This is typically how their brain works. You know what I mean? It's just what it is. And when they admit it, I actually just showed that them, they admitted it. This is not out of hate. She's admitting that this is her scatterbrain, Mickey Mouse brain. And also, other people in the comment section are saying, this is so me. Let's go ahead and play it. I need new titties. I need a sugar what daddy. Is a nine to five. Am I horny? You were hungry. Bitch. I got fat. I'm gonna pack my shit and I leave. Mean, I want fat. a boyfriend. No, I don't. What is my cat doing? I'm gonna get a beat. We're all going to die Damn, anyway. We're in a simulation. Coconut oil. What if him? 
Now, men's brains don't work like this. We actually only think about three things in all day. You know what I mean? And then most of the time, if we have direction, if we have a sense of purpose, if we're guided by the right principles in our own life, if we have a philosophy, we're never in this situation. But sometimes at 11 p.m. all the way to 2 a.m., this is women. This is women. So sometimes this will happen to them until you give them guidance, until you give them direction. And you will have a period of time in which you will turn that into something before it actually turns into the law of diminishing returns. Okay. So um, when I tell the people these principles and they think they're disagreeing with me, they actually agree with me when they have multiple people that they have to put into these situations. And I say, well, listen, you're basically talking about, you, you're agreeing with me. You're basically living in the principle of the law of diminishing returns in which this is what we tell you. Okay. The law of diminishing returns. So there will be a period of time where you can give her into some guidance. She will be here. And that this is the point of diminishing returns. You'll know that it's over, whether it's today, tomorrow, 10 years, whatever it is. And then at some point, you're not going to get much out of them. This is the point of maximum output. This is the time to get rid of them. You actually should get rid of them right in this yellow zone. Okay. But at the point of maximum output, most times in these relationships and most time in these employment situations, most time when you're building a business, you get to the point of maximum output and most everything you're going to get is, is, is negative returns. Now, when it comes to negative returns, you're going to be impacted significantly. Okay. And many, I, I tell you, many people, the only people that try to dispute this is the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, right? Well, you can get someone Well, you can't. And this is no, 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 no. We're all playing the law of diminishing returns, right? And so your relationships last six weeks, six months, a year, two years, eight years, 10, 12, 20, 30. But at some particular point, the only reason it lasted as long is because you didn't kick their ass out at the point of maximum output. You wasted time. Just because time went on and you stayed together doesn't mean it's success. Many times it means you didn't kick them out properly at the proper point. You wasted time. And then later on, you'll find out if you, she stayed 15 years, she'll say, well, I fell out of love with you eight years ago. Or you stopped sleeping together seven years ago, seven years before you hit the 15 year mark. You see what I'm saying? So if you're in this situation where you're like, you can get a woman to do X, Y, and Z, it's for a period of time. And then you will have to replace them. <laughs> okay. Mm. Same thing from the woman's perspective. I did. Uh, for real. So just just I'm not saying this is just about women. Same thing from their perspective. Just because you stayed together longer doesn't mean it was successful. You could have stayed together longer and wasted time. Mm. You see what I mean? So time is relative. What did you do in that time? Were you productive or were you just busy together? Come on, man. I think most people agree with me more than they believe they disagree. All right. <laughs> OK, a couple more points to be made here. Less is more. Have you ever heard that phrase? Less is more. So in this situation, a lot of people think that the more time that they spend, the more valuable the time will be together. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I think less is more. I think absence make the heart grow fonder as opposed to um, actually, yeah, absence make the heart grow fonder. Like, like, look, over there, when you're there, I will anticipate um, seeing you when you're here, not so much. I'm actually wanting you to be away from me. Um, so less is more. Uh, when you're in a situation, you put her number one and she'll treat you like a number two. I don't think you should put her number one. You should be always number one. 
Now, in this situation here, let's talk about vision. Men typically are required to have a vision. If you don't have a vision, if you don't have a direction in your life for the next one, three, five years, up to 10 years, you're what we call misguided and undecided. You don't know what to do and where you're going. It's completely fine. You don't have time, but you do have time. This is the time for you to put your vision together. So if you do are or are a part of my coaching programs, it is a requirement of you to come with a one-year, three-year, five-year plan. I know people say, you don't provide no solutions. Oh, yes, I do. Okay. For some reason, I can't find my, uh, Is that am I not able to look at that? I guess I'm not. I actually have a, oh, here it is right here. So let me see if I can go to that tab. All right, so these are my tabs here. So you're a part of my goal. I'm sorry, you're a part of my goal. You're a part of my coaching program. I actually have you fill this out and you keep it to yourself and you have your short-term girls. What do you look to accomplish here in the next 10, 12 months? 12 months, do you know what you're trying to accomplish? Are there five things that you're trying to accomplish? One, two, three, are they three? Then we have the midterm goals. In three years, where do you hope to be? If, you're, if your points on here have anything to do with women, you're misguided and undecided already. There shouldn't be anything related to women on here, but I need to not knock one up. Don't get married during these period. If your point is to get married, just go ahead and just put that right at the top. What about your five-year goals? All right, long-term goals. What do you see yourself in five years? These are questions you should be answering to yourself. And you should have these written down and rewritten and know it like the back of your hand so that you don't get bumped off your path. This is the time that I spend. You know what I mean? I'm really one of these guys. I like putting together charts and thinking about this. And I'll write this over and over again until I reach my goals. But instead, you're broke dating. Instead, you're trying to run game. See, that's where I find men are misguided and undecided. Okay? They don't know where they're going. You have no vision. If you do have a vision and then you can include a woman in your life, well, then fine. That's absolutely great. And if you can feel that you don't ha need to hand over the keys to your time, then fine. But I find that very few times that that actually is true. Very few times. Um, let me give you this one here. We'll talk about time blocking. Okay. Um, sometimes you will run out of time. Sometimes you don't have enough time to complete tasks. At that particular point, what you don't like to complete or what you hate about what you need to accomplish, then I would start delegating these responsibilities. Fortunately, we live in a gig economy. Fortunately, we live in a time where everybody is monetized. So you don't have to get into a relationship with this. This is where people make a mistake. I'm going to get into a relationship and turn that person into somebody that can help me build. I think that that's a mistake in my philosophy because simply, for, simply because it's much cheaper economically and less time wasting to have someone that can do it for a short period of time and properly dismiss themselves and go to the next person. See, there was a time where you couldn't find all these monetized services. You couldn't find a maid as easily. It was only afforded for people who wanted to live in the lap of luxury. You could not find uh, people that can do tasks for you. And then that would be the only task, meaning these people work on Upwork. These people work in something like, you know, um, what is that other site that I typically use? Fiverr. All right. You know what I mean? Car wash services. I can bring a car wash. A guy can bring his van and he can hook it up to a water source and he can wash all of my cars for $75. Why would I make a woman do it? You know what I mean? Like, why would I have an, a woman in a relationship and say, go wash my car? I can get somebody to wash three cars for 75 bucks. <laughs> and I don't have to have somebody that's in a relationship and cohabitating to do it because it makes no, it makes no sense for me to get her on the field. All right, it's time to wash the car. <laughs> All right, no, 
car wash guy, come on through. Or the guy who's going to mow the lawn, come on through. Or the guy or the woman that's going to be a maid, come on through. Otherwise, I got to trade time to her in exchange for this resource before you can do that, right? Before you can do that, you can find you a wife and get her on task. Those women are going to be becoming few and far between. Those women are becoming few and far between, right? There's, there's not many of those available. They're becoming more available, and I'm going to tell you why. They're becoming more available, and I'm going to tell you why. The economy is crushing women. It's crushing them. And now you're seeing more women online saying uh, there was actually a I don't know. Remember what content creator was playing in the background. The video popped up and it was women saying I can't remember what the context was, but I want to try to get it right. I think it was something like if my man paid all the bills. I would wake up at three in the morning to make him a sandwich. And there were women in the comment section saying, yes, um, I would be up at three in the morning to make him a sandwich or cut up fruit. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> so, And so what you're hearing today, what you didn't hear five years ago, you certainly didn't hear this 10 years ago. None of them were saying I would get up at three in the morning to make my man a sandwich. However, be, oh, it was a uh, Cheesa Zed. Shout out to him. I might be pronouncing his name wrong, but it popped. Yeah, Cheesa Zed. So now you're hearing women say they'll do that. And it's only because the economy is kicking their ass. So now the aspect of I need bills paid is significant. All of these. So I could focus on my career. Yeah, all of that is gone. The career idea is gone. These women are working gig economy and have sugar daddy on the side. And they're tired of that. They get ran down. They'd rather have now a man that would pay the bills until they don't. Until the economy adjusts and they start divorcing your ass or they'll start going, well, I'm going to go work on my job. Right. And then she'll start saying and graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Yeah, they'll be going to sit back to their jobs when the job market uh, heats back up. But, yeah, the barbarians at the gate. So it's very simple. You will have a group of women saying, oh, I'll be on your I'll be on your team and I'll be task oriented for you. Listen, that is basically them switching the game because economy's kicking their ass. And I want men to understand that. And it's fine if you bring one in, but you better have it documented that the only reason she's doing that is because she's getting her ass kicked out here in the real world. She's not doing it because she loves you for you. A lot of guys have a hard time understanding that. She's not doing it because she's down for you. More than likely. More than likely. Let me play this clip. Let me play this clip to give you some perspective here. Let's see if I can find the clip. Now, this clip is going to hurt your ears, so I will tell you, watch out on your headphones. I don't know why they did it like this or who recorded it like this, but turn your volume down a little bit. The, the feedback on the microphone is very loud. So let me see. Uh, so here we go. We're going to play it. Protect your ears just a little bit. I want you to listen to this woman. I got this clip from Darius M. And I want you to listen good. I want you to listen good. This is what men need to understand what's going on out here. They have rules for one guy, rules for another guy. Sometimes you're the that's you guy. And that's you. Let's listen. Asshole or nice? Asshole. asshole. Okay. So the assholes always win, huh? Assholes always win. Nice you guys. just want to be and treated like shit, huh? Honestly, yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless it's a relationship. 
Did you hear that last part? I'm going to play it again. Protect your ears. I want you to listen to the last part. Listen to the last. This, these are who you're running game on, y'all. These are the ones you're trying to get on your team. If she ain't 18 or 19, get on my team, forget about it. There's no use. She's already she's already deprogrammed. She's already de-evolved. Listen to this. Asshole or nice? Asshole. asshole. Okay. So the assholes always win, huh? Assholes always win. Nice you guys. You just want to be and treated like shit, huh? Honestly, yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless it's a relationship. Now, when they get into a relationship with you, then it's a different ball game. Oh, now it's a different rules. You must do this. You must do this. You're I'm, you must spend this amount of time with me. You must be the nice guy. You must pay the bills, right? And that's you. I love it. <laughs> love it. They're the social media for women is the gift that keeps on giving. They're the gift that keeps on giving. That girl can be more than 24 years old and she's already done. She's already done, though. She's already messed up. She's already messed up, and then you want me to go correct it. No. Nope. Oh, she can fill in the black. Nope. She gone. She gone. And that's you. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just another example of what's going on. All right, so last couple of things here. What? A couple of things that you want to avoid here. Number one, you're not, you're not avoid. A couple of points here, then we'll get on with the show. Uh, get on with the contributions. Men have vision. You must have a vision. You must understand how to block time. Okay. So uh, one of the things I teach people on the money mindset series, which people are like, what's the money mindset series It's what we do on Sunday nights. It's our Patreon series. We have the blue chip mindset series, which is free here on YouTube. We have the money mindset series, which is make, you know, you have to make a contribution and we do it Sunday nights on zoom. And I have a bad news for the people who had the uh, stream on zoom on this past Sunday night. Um, we do various topics and there's about 30 topics, maybe 35 that are on there since uh, last year. I have bad news for the people on the last one. I was downloading the Zoom after the show and my computer crashed in the middle of the download and I can't get the last one. I can't get it to post it up the replay on Patreon. So all the replays are available there. Uh, high level contribution over there from the Money Mindset series. And uh, we do we do deep diving. But what I teach people on, on, on that series is uh, a little bit of this. For some reason, I can never find that tab when I want to share. Oh, here it is right here. Um, I'm a time blocker. I believe in blocking time. So I will block my time in essence to somewhat get control of it. All right. And I know where my open parts are and where my closed parts are. This is a basic table here that you can create on Microsoft Word or you can make it on Excel if you wish. All right. And so I know what time I have available, what time I need to be focusing on what I need to do and what time I will make available for things like recreation, fun, travel, women, et cetera, et cetera. Those are byproducts to my success. Women are not going to be completion to your success. Not, not the majority of them. And if you're actually out there looking for that fantasy bubble, go ahead. And then I have times when I'm not available. Even if I am available and I look available, I'm not available. So men have to understand that. When you have downtime or when you're at home, doesn't mean you're available. If you have a woman that you're married to and she sees you at home, you're not available. Let me show you this clip right here. I'll show you this clip. I couldn't download it. So I'm going to show you. I put it on my story, I believe. Did I put it on my story, Instagram story? Let me see here. I can't play the audio. But some people don't understand um, that you're decompressing, that you're providing clarity, that you're building your vision, that you might be working on a side hustle. They see you not at work, and they're like, well, 
um, you're available. I'm not available. Uh, let's see if I can find this one. Maybe I, I don't think I saved it. It was on my story. It was the woman uh, coming in. And I believe her husband worked from home. And she says, basically kind of bragging me three times a day, going to distract my husband at work. Oh, I can't find it. I guess I didn't save it. And she's like tipping into his office doing this silly dance. You know, they're being scatterbrained. They're not on their objective or you didn't give them enough objective. So she wants to creep into your office to to bother you type of deal. And would you take your ass on? I'm at work. I'm, it's crazy. It's crazy. And what this will lead to, if you don't get into some sort of time blocking system, if you don't get into a situation where you have control of your time and schedule and you can actually exhibit that by your lifestyle. Hey, I'm not available. I'm going to dinner. I'm going to the cigar lounge. I'm chilling. I'm available after 930 or whatever available time that you want to get it. I'm available Saturday. But as you can see here, I like to really take Saturday off. Like Saturday from five in the morning to noon. That's my time. I don't care if you live with me. That's my time. That's time for me to do what I want to do. Time for me to do my hobbies. Uh, don't think, oh, well, you're doing nothing or you're getting in the garage and you're putting your, you're going to take your fishing pole out. Why are you going to do this? Everybody knows on Saturday, that's my time. I'm doing whatever I want till noon or whatnot. Now, if you sleep over from Friday night and you roll into Saturday and you wake up, mess around and wake me up and I'm sitting there wanting to get my recovery sleep in from the week, I'm going to be pissed off on your ass and I'm going to raise up like a damn cobra. I'm going to be like... At that particular point, if you get pissed that I raised up on you, you don't understand that I'm in control of my time. You see what I mean? This is how this is how I live. I'm a little bit what they call. I'm a little bit what they call. <laughs> I'm very structured. I'm very structured. You could be say I'm uptight. You can say I'm very scheduled. But this is how I live my life. Now, a lot of women want you to be spontaneous. This is a trap. Women will say, this is too much. Why don't you be spontaneous? Why don't you just loosen up? Why are you working so hard? Why? Are you? But they don't understand I have a vision. You don't have a clear understanding of me if you don't know why I work so hard and why I can't be spontaneous. Okay? Just give up what you're doing for once and be spontaneous. <laughs> Guys, that is the worst type of woman that you can have around you. Every now and then, there's time for spontaneity, but you can't just let loose. In my world, you can't just let it all hang out, all right? You still have to have some sort of structure. So if you say, I'll be spontaneous, most times you get your ass in trouble. You're going to get your ass in trouble. Now, a lot of women will look at you and say, well, he's not spontaneous enough, meaning he won't throw his life away for stupid stuff that I believe in. He won't go out and just have, you know, eight drinks and just let it all hang out. I can't do it. I can't do it. And women find out and they're like, he's boring. Because I'm not Mickey Mouse enough to throw my life. Now they are because they don't have no vision. They are misguided and undecided about life. They are because they have no accountability and responsibility. They'll throw their whole damn life away in one evening and then go out and blame somebody else. Meanwhile, they ate drunk, eight glasses of drunk deep, went out there and made bad decisions and wake up in the morning with a life full of regret. And then they're going to blame somebody else. This is typically how they do. Now, if you're here, let's just say you're a guy that says, 
I can change that about her. First of all, you can't. More than likely, you can't, like to a percent of 90% chance that you cannot. But let's just say you like to take on that task. You're going to find yourself mitigating disaster in her life and your life much more than you could have done it yourself. Not only that, the law of diminishing returns tells me, and even by their own admission, they're going to have to replace her. More than likely, they're going to have to retrain. You're going to have to get somebody else that can understand what you do. Ladies could say, I know how to cook, but that means nothing. Do you know how to cook for me? Do you know how to cook for me? I know what a man needs, but do you know what this man needs? See, these are all things that men have to understand. They know what do goofy dudes do, uh, need. They know what non-disciplined dudes need. They know what dudes that are willing to throw their time away. They know dudes that are willing to risk it all and bust nuts up the side of their wall and oopsie pregnancy. But do you know what this man needs? This is the problem. And it's going to take me time to train you. And do you have the patience to make, have me train you? Do I have to train you and realize that, ah, oh, I picked the wrong one? <laughs> all right, damn, I picked the wrong one. Let me find another skis in the train. What men want. Spontaneity equals chaos. You want clarity. You want vision. You want to be sucked off and get you a quick nut. You want a little bit of conversation, but you cannot come home at seven o'clock and give her seven to 12. That is a violation of the time principle. Anyway, that is the law of diminishing returns. And I explained this as the law of diminishing returns is that, uh, and I, I keep saying I will move on, but I have to show this chart. You meet with a, you meet with any person at 12 o'clock. I don't care who it is, man or female. You meet with someone at 7 o'clock. You might think if I hang out with them for five hours, I'll get five hours worth of fun. You know, most normies don't do that. You'll get seven out, you know, for 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, 8.30. All you're doing is getting prepared and comfortable to wherever you're going. Then 8.30, 9.30 conversation, whatever you're doing, you're bouncing back and forth. You might be being flirtatious. You might be building up a little bit of that seminal fluid so that you can get a good roar. She might be teasing you, all of these things. The alcohol might be flowing. The bellies are getting full. 8.30 to 9.30, you should be getting some segs. If you got to that point, 8.30, 9.30, and them cheeks ain't getting busted, mm, you're probably going to have to go from 9.30 to 10. Now you're battling fatigue. Now you're battling potential loss in momentum. Now you're battling what? You can turn it to an argument. You say the wrong thing. She can get too drunk. She can't handle the henny. She might be able, she might uh, look at the waiter a little bit too long. Why are you looking at him too long? You might look at the waitress a little too long. Why are you looking at her too long? She might start shit testing you. She might start seeing if you really about that life. She might order another glass of wine. Oh shit, she ordered another drink. Damn, that's 20 more minutes gone. No, no more drinks for you. She might get pissed. Why you cut me off? I was having fun. You see what I mean? And then now you're at 11 o'clock trying to slide her panties down her leg, which is almost going to be too late. If she tells you, no, you ain't sliding these panties down my legs. Now you're in the negative return box. Let's just talk for a little bit longer. Let's wait a while. If you go to kicking her out, she might lose her mind. What do you mean? Well, if that's how it's going to be. And now you wasted from seven o'clock to 11 o'clock. Now you wasted four or five hours. You see what I mean? Do you see what I mean? This shit adds up. She drunk. She got to go poop. She got diarrhea. Her belly is aching. I'm telling you, if you cohabitate or marry a woman, you're going to find this more often than not. 
all of a sudden you get her back to the crib and you 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 took her out for date night as soon as you're ready to lay that pipe she's gonna hit you with this are you serious i i i had a chili dog for lunch okay i'm a little bloated can we cuddle tonight i'm on my period all right whatever the amount of stuff and you realize then you wasted time because you weren't very clear what you were doing when you get over here you know what's up we're doing this when we get over here this is what we're doing this is my time this is how much time i have i have from 8 30 to 10 i have from 8 30 to 10 30 by that time it's over wherever point we are in the date it ends at that time that's clarity you're being specific Many women can't handle that. They want an open schedule. They want your ass to just be willy-nilly. They want you to build up the flirtation, order two and three. This is what they want. Some women do want this, and they do adhere to this for a period of time. Let me make that clear. For a period of time. If they feel like they're on the clock and rushing, well, I'm not getting the, she's not getting meat. She's not getting money, energy, attention, and time out of it. And she feels like the trade is not, well, I'm not that type of girl. You can't put me on some time schedule. Yes, because I need to get up in the morning or I, this is my sleep in day. And no, you can't spend the night. Understand what I'm saying? This isn't some hate against women. This is kind of how I live my life. This is how I function. And some women fit into it. Some women decide that they don't want that. They're not getting enough out of it. They're not getting enough freebies out of you. They're not getting enough energy out of you. They're not getting enough attention out of you. They're not getting enough time out of you. And they will say, well, I, I rather not. I want to waste another man's time. And they'll go waste somebody else's time. They won't waste mine, though. <laughs> so anyway, let me get into the contributions of today's show. Manage your time. We're going to talk about YouTube secrets here in a minute. <laughs> We're going to talk about YouTube secrets here in a minute. Let's go over to the Cash App. We got to acknowledge a lot of those brothers here. This is halftime of the show. Oh, what are my likes looking like? Sorry. What are my likes looking at? Okay. I know what time it is. It's really time for the belly deli. It's really time for the belly deli. We got 14. We need about 750 likes. 750 to go on once. Go on twice. Sold. 750. What really gets me is Oh, yeah. We're going to play it. We're going to play it. 750 likes. 750 go on once. 750. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all, y'all see how scrum diddly um shit. Hit that like button. Ooh, ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose some. Let it. I know y'all see the football prank. The football prank go crazy. The football prank go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on, Y equal X squared. Maybe cubed on some days. Hello, hello. Shout out to her. Shout out to the nasty boys in the building. All right, cash app time. We got almost a 750. So we got, uh, who is in here? Baby, I'm back. Shout out to Hugo. Sanchez in the building. He says the Jasmine Rice fun over there. Yes, indeed. Where we at? Albert Ingram says they want men to be weak and docile. They want some men to be weak and docile. And those are the. And that's you. All right. But when they want to have fun, they're going to have their fun. Um, um, I don't want to talk about that. I was going to bring it up. But they want to be roughed up. They want to be, um, uh, if you will, like the one woman said there, she wanted to be defiled. I believe, what did she say? Defiled or disrespected? I can't remember what she said. All right. But there are women like that. And they will look at you if you are in your masculine. I've had women say. You are in your masculine, and that's attractive. 
if you do look masculine, they will expect mass. I've had women that say, hey, I expected a great alphaism from you. And if I didn't give them that, they were like disappointed. They thought they were going to come in here and be um, what you want. Degraded. Degraded is the word. Thank you, gentlemen. They wanted to be degraded. And they were like, you look like that guy. You're somewhat muscular. You got a gray beard, bald head, sunglasses you look. And they come over to get degraded. <laughs> you know, you're like, wow. And so you're like, all right, time to degrade. Choke me. Throw me around. I had this little ling ling that comes over. I throw her around. The euphoria is out off the charts. She's about five foot two. She's thick. She ain't fat, by the way. 24. I just throw her around and she euphoria. Every time, as soon as you move her and throw her, she likes it. I'm just letting you know, if they see you as that, that's what they're going to give you. However, once they're done with that. What happened? Where did all the men go? They then want you to be relationship material. And once you, if you ever hear these words, your, um, your husband material, you know what I mean? You're the nice guy. Most, you're, you're every woman's dream. You're so handsome. If you hear these things, you're not going to get to degrade her. All you're going to get is to pay for her. There's no in-between, gentlemen. All right, let me catch up. And so, yeah, they want many men to be weak and docile so you can pay the bill. Men that degrade women don't pay the bill. And so when we talk about, I love when women say, I hate being degraded. You're degrading and objectifying me. When they're with the right guy, they will let them degrade and objectify them. And they admit it. They admit it. It's full admission. <laughs> and these women are admitted to here on camera now. And sometimes they'll play the victim afterwards. Yes. You'll be in domestic violation court sometimes. All right. Shout out to David McFarland. He's back. He says back from vacation. Missed you, Sean. Coach game. Good to have you back. Anthony Bobo's got a couple to say. Coach, do you have a good resource YouTube channel from me or that I should give you? And he says, the base, for baseball cards, I'm trying to get into it. Oh, oh, it was continue. A good resource. Um, then that would require me to go into, you know, I don't remember names off the top of my head. And he says, collecting them, but I don't know where to start. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Listen, I have, um, I've been collecting cards off and on over the years. Uh, but, man, it's one of those things, man. It's kind of like, um, let's say, the Manosphere. Say the manosphere, then I could suggest a manosphere person from you, and then you might spend so much time you get lost in it. There's so many ways to get lost in it, and there's so many angles into car collecting and collecting and toy collecting action figure. There's so many angles you really have to understand what you like and what you're willing to invest in, meaning money, energy, attention, and time. Like, what are you willing to invest in? Like, you can you could you could collect endless amount of toys and cards. But if you don't know what the hell you're doing, it's a waste of time. So I'll try to find some resources related to that. And you're going to spend money and um, you can make a lot of money, too. But you really got to get to the point of doing what you like as opposed to what everybody else is doing. All right. That's kind of where lane I'm in and collecting right now. I like what I like. And whether it's hit or miss, I still like it. So it, it makes it makes sense spending the money. But if you're spending the money just to see if you can make a quick turnaround, you're going to lose. You're going to waste a lot of money. All right. Same thing with everything. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway, higher image status says a couple of chips for the blue chip mindset. Thank you, sir. Simon Small in the building again with another contribution to overseas. Lucifer says, he says, coach, I'm not moral. 
He says mission must continue. I don't know what the what mission must continue, but you got some hundred percent. Um, the, you'll find the most mor moral people who lean on their morals don't have no money. I got money, and they will say, "Well, you know, money's the root of all evil, and money doesn't mean anything. It's all you need is love and family first. They'll say stuff like that, and at the end of the month, they struggling. At the and they they also complaining about gas prices. They also complained about the amount of groceries that they could get at the grocery store. Yeah, you can try to fool me with that. I'm not going to be ambitious because I have morals. You can try to fool me all you want, but you also the same one complaining about the damn inflation rate. <laughs> you see what I mean? You're complaining about the job market. You're complaining about your boss. Don't try to fool me with that BS. Uh, don't lean on your morals and then act like a person's evil because they chase money. Not chase money because they pursue money. They pursue money in an avenue in a way where they be like, well, I got to bend that rule a little bit. Or I got to stay longer at the office. Or I got to stay longer away from my wife or my girlfriend. Or I got to put women to the side. Don't lean on your morals. I've been saying that for a long time. This is not a moral show. If you want morality over here, you came to the wrong show. I have my own principles of morality. But I don't push them on you. I don't push them on you. That's my guideline. That's my guideline in life. I know where I'm going to go and where I'm not going to go. But I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know what I'm going to do and I'm not going to do. And it doesn't even center around money. You know what I mean? It's not really centered around money. I always told you what I'm aiming at. What am I aiming at? What do I want more than anything out here? <laughs> New Jersey female uh, coach is a tyrant. Let's see if you guys listen to me. What makes me get up every day more than anything? Somebody said, ah, somebody got it. Heck Stormy got it. Power. Power. P power is it. You know what I mean? Yes, I love peace, quiet, and freedom, but power. Anybody has that equation, money, power, respect. I think in the grand scheme of things, it's the power. He said Puerto Ricans, that too. I believe by the time you have power, you got way more money than you need. You got way more money, and then the money becomes, eh, because you're going to get to a point where you get $100,000. And you'll be like, damn, I thought I would be happy, and you're not going to be happy. I need a million. You're going to get to the point where you have a million dollars, and you'll be like, okay, it's a million. Then you'll have problems. <laughs> then you'll have problems escalating. You'll be like, damn, was the million worth it? You'll get five million, you get 10 million, and you'll be like, okay, it's $10 million. But power? Mm. <laughs> right? That's a whole different ball game. And you ain't going to get there without any money. So don't skip that step. So it is what it is. So when I wake up in the morning, if my, my, you know, my money, mine could be on money, but I'm like, how do I get in the power position in whatever I'm trying to do? And it's not this tyrannical power, but it is. I want a power position. I want a seat at the table. I want a piece of the pie. Forget a piece of the pie. I want the whole damn pie. And I want to divide, up, divide the pie up and tell me what I'm giving you as opposed to people telling me what they're going to give me. You see what I'm saying? I keep telling you leverage and options. How do you get that power? Not money. Money is a way to get to the table. 
but I want to see that at the table. I want to divide the pie and tell you what you're getting as opposed to what you're giving me. Listen again. I want to see that at the table and tell you what you're getting from me as opposed to what you're going to give me. That's the power. And does that come overnight? No, that comes from diligently working over periods of time. By the time I'm 50, by the time I'm 55, I'm hoping to have some sort of power in that way. Money's the tool that can get you there. But I work every day for that particular thing. That's what I want. That's what I want. I might not get it the way I want it, but I'm going to pursue it. Interesting, right? Uh, but that's where my mindset is. So everybody has to remember. And Lucifer, by the way, let me give you a contribution. He gave me a oh, man, sponsorship. All right. All right. Gemini Rider says, my sponsorship for the year in the building. Shout out to you, man. Thank you, brothers. All right. People trying to ask me what the sponsorship is. I don't know. Because I'm under investigation. <laughs> All right. Shout out to your boy, Scoop. Here's some change. Keep up the message, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you on the Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign CGA Live. Who we got to hear? Rob Fox says, coach, got that ism. All right. People always think I don't have it. Right. They're like, oh, you need this. You need that. Maybe I'm 46 years old, baby. I don't need a damn thing but that power. And women are not, I don't care how you tell it, how you slice it. Women ain't going to be the solution for me to get it. Women will be the solution for me to lose it. <laughs> the, the phrase goes, how do you make a man, how does a woman make a man a millionaire? And the response is, if he's a billionaire. That's the ism. And that is to a 90% rate. What you're looking for is the diamond in the rough. You're looking for the unicorn. And you got to spend a lot of time doing that. I don't have that time. It's the only way she'll make me a millionaire if it's I was already a billionaire. That is the only way. She's not going to, guys, you're not going to go from zero to 100K with a woman riding shotgun. <laughs> I'm just... If you are, please show me. I want to see her. And I want you to unfold the damn story. <laughs> I want to see it. Show me. She was there the whole damn time. <laughs> anyway. You're going to be broke. You ain't gonna have you don't even have that much time to work on your craft. I wish I had that little thing here, that little video of the woman that was uh oh let me see if I can find it if it's in the likes. Can I show can I find where all my likes are on Instagram? I gotta show that video. So it's kind of uh, shows here. I think you can find where you like videos. I don't even know how to find it. I'm not very social media proficient, meaning quickly. Where's my son? My son will be able to find it. But anyway, man, that's the type of stuff I'm talking about, man. Like, it's like, they're going to distract you at some point. If they're scatterbrained, they're going to distract you. All right. Settings. Settings. Let me see here. Like videos, huh? Look at me looking like an old ass man. I'm like, what the hell is this here? <laughs> Settings, search lights. What is this? <laughs> this is where they can help me. All right, because they know how to. Oh, here it is. No, that's not it. Anyway. 
what am I doing here? What is my old ass doing? I'm like, shit is this here? Instagram. I got damn near 100,000 followers on Instagram. This is me on Instagram. What in the world? What do I find? <laughs> this shows you, bro. Hey, you don't have to be. You don't have to be. <laughs> All right. 100,000 followers on Instagram. The fuck? How do I post? Sad. Now a woman can do my damn Instagram. <laughs> All right. Him can't. He, him can't find save videos. That's how bad him is. Well, I still got the damn. I got the followers. <laughs> Where are my glasses at? Shit. Anyway. <laughs> Y'all like, damn, I wish I had a following like him and him can't even find save videos. Anyway, that tells you, man, <laughs> that tells you, you can be somebody and not even know how to work the app. Anyway, shout out to everybody on my Instagram. Hey, follow me on Instagram. I've had two Instagram, so you might try to be looking for me, but I'm shadow banned on Instagram. I actually tried to type my name in. And when I type my name in, my profile don't even come up. It needs to complete the entire thing. So follow me on Instagram, Coach Greg Adams TV, um, or at Coach Greg Adams TV. Get me to 100K. Anyway, my son is going to be my Instagram manager at some point. But I got to pay like 20 grand to the law so somebody can stop trying to keep my son away from me. Damn. So my son already, I'm already in the negative 20K. To try to get my son. All right. Shout out to Preston. He says, What public health practitioners think not know? Oh, yeah. And what public health practitioners think is, yeah. I actually, you caught that. What what they think. Where's that one? Where's the clip where she says, Where public health practitioners uh, uh, think? Where's that clip? I can't even. What, what clip is that, by the way? Shout out to the ladies that are watching me. Uh, the married women that are watching me without their husband's permission. Did you did you get permission from your yes, yes. Yes. and on <laughs> <laughs> anyway? Where are we at here? We got one more. Everett Walker says thank you for all the knowledge. Coach hashtag free agent lifestyle for life in the building here. New, 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 new. Let me do a couple of PayPal's and then we'll get back onto the show. We'll give you some YouTube game. How about some free YouTube game? It ain't going to be a whole bunch of game. You got to go to the money mindset for that game game. I give you some free stuff, but not like that. All right. We do have, did I get Amari? Amari's in the building where we at. Amari says, coach, would you recommend always try and fly first class? And he says, you mean always try and fly first class? He says, I heard people say you should to have the experience and get that upgrade to see that it's possible after being after being that or I'm thinking you mean being in that environment is hard to go back. I love to hear your thoughts on that. I, I would say try it out just to see if it's worth it um, for you financially. I wouldn't do it. Let's say I'm going from L.A. to New York to try it out because it's going to be really excessive. So I would take a short flight, see if first, first class is going to be uh, worth it for you. But I think once you get a taste of that life, it's going to be hard to go back. Now, then, when you go from L.A. to New York, you'll be like, it's mandatory that I fly first class. You'll be like, it's mandatory. I'm not sitting in coach for five hours. <laughs> like You were like, there's no way I'm doing it. 
it's kind of like moving to the suburbs for the first time. You move from the you move from the hood, you move from the city, you move to the suburbs, and you're like, damn. You move to a gated community for the first time. You're like, damn. Like the whole the whole security of it actually relaxes you. But when you live in the city and you know, the crowd, you're always thinking about, damn, if I go out late, this part of late, there could be bums out there. I could get jacked. If I go to the, get this gas station, it's always a little bit chaotic. You might like it for a little bit, but it's chaotic. And then you get a taste of the upper life and you go, wow, you stay at a five-star restaurant. You stay at a five-star restaurant, uh, sorry, a five-star hotel. You'll never be able to go back to the Red Roof Inn. Never. Like, if you have to go back to Motel 6, you are like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? You stay at a two-star. You stay at the Holiday Inn Express. You're like, shit. <laughs> you're like, what the hell? You go get that continental breakfast. You're like, oh, my God. Like, what the hell is this? Or you stay there and you be like, do you have a continental breakfast? They'd be like this. Nope. Damn. Not even the continental? This is when you get people, oh, you're snooty. You're spoiled. <laughs> you're like, no. I know what I know what's possible. I can't go backwards. I can't go backwards. I refuse. This is it. So a lot of times there's even the, this company here called Jet Suite, where they do local flights back from Vegas and whatnot. Let me give you an indication. From Southern California, I can drive from Southern California to Vegas in four hours. All right, sometime faster, if depending on the traffic. It's worse on Sunday nights. But I can drive from Vegas to Orange County. I'll be there in four hours. Now, fly from Vegas to Orange County. It's 55 minutes. And there's no stops for gas. Many times it's cheaper. It's cheaper to fly. Now, the next time your ass get in there to drive, you're going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> you'll be like, oh, my God. This is hell. And you'll never want to you'll never want to drive again. Then do a jet suite, which means it's somewhat of a charter type flight. They're doing more like private flights. And not have to go through security and not have to do that. You go right to Jet Suite. You're like, oh, my God. And it's not that much more expensive. It becomes expensive when you do it with multiple people. So that's why people will say, well, I can't afford to drive. Well, you're taking your dog. You're taking your girlfriend. You're taking your overweight girlfriend. You're taking your cousins. You're taking your kids. Yes, it's expensive. It's expensive. And, yeah, driving can be enjoyable. But then what happens is if you just want to get there quick, You'll be like, I'll just do, I'll just do a flight. So it's it's all relative. Once you do something like that, you get the experience of it, and uh, you realize that it might be worth the extra expense. It might be worth the extra expense. Then it becomes worth it until a person experiences it. They'll see you go from LA to New York, fifteen hundred dollars first class. It doesn't make sense to them. It doesn't compute. They over there going to try to get the two ninety nine. Uh, want to get away on Southwest. And that's the experience that they get. So it's all relative. This is what you're, ch this is what you're chasing. When they say you're chasing money, that's what you're chasing. You're chasing the experiences. You're chasing the chance that you can upgrade. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The first time you drive a luxury vehicle, you're like, what? And then you look at it. It's not, you can buy a Toyota Camry or you can buy a BMW three or five series. And it will be somewhat the same cost. It would be a similar cost, especially if it's used. I bought a BMW for less than $10,000 cash about in 2017. 
I still have that BMW, and it's a good car, and it still looks good. But people go, oh, I can't afford that. Well, you might be able to afford the maintenance of it, but yeah. And then when you drive it, you're like, oh, wow, this is fantastic. Somebody says BMW overrated. Yeah, when you drive a Porsche, <laughs> okay, then you drive a Porsche and you go back to your BMW, you're like, damn. Mm. See what I mean? It's all relative, but I think what you want is the experience. Somebody said, wow, that's a deal. If you read my book, I tell you guys, I tell you guys, man, a lot of things of what you think is unaffordable is not, especially when you have cash. When you have cash and you're not financing. So read my book. Do people read my book? I don't think people read my book. I don't think people read my book. Because when you have cash and you're, you get out of the financing game, when you get out of finance and everything, see, financing stuff, we're, we're spitting game right now. Financing things is where you get in trouble. Unless you get to the point where you're using bank money and all that stuff, 90% of us will never get there. Most of us pay interest. You never earn interest a day in your life. <laughs> you want to get to the point where you're earning interest more than you're paying interest. And if you're paying interest, you want to get it established in the business loan or you want to get it in, in the sense that where the bank's loaning you the money because they need to loan you the money. And then you can use their money against, uh, uh, you can use your money in the economy against them. Pay the money back and you benefit from it. So, but most people are financing everything to try to look like they have it. In my book, I told you that all the vehicles that I have, and I have four modes of transportation, maybe probably five or no, no, no. I have I have six, five or six, all right, including electric bike, right? So, so I have two motorcycles. All the investigators are listening. What do we got? <laughs> two motorcycles, two car, a truck, two cars. And I'm looking to add another one after I don't go broke. So it, it, with, that, with that being said, I owe no money on none of them. Because at a portion of my life, when I got them, I don't have any money now. I was able to pay for those. <laughs> I was able to pay for those. So it is what it is. Yeah, the ex-wife lawyer's like, oh, what do we got here? But, you know, for them, they don't know when I bought it. I bought these things way before when I had money. I ain't got no money now. But I also don't have any payments. You know, trading in that Bitcoin. No, <laughs> I also have any payments. So that's going to change your life. The payments is what's going to kill you. So when you say, when you say you bought a BMW, where's the picture of my BMW? Do I have a photo? I bought a BMW 5 Series for less than $10,000. And it was, at the time, probably a six, seven-year-old vehicle. It's basically got tinted glasses. It looks like a, you know, very kind of a, looks like a gangster car. It's black, all black, all black tinted windows. Got these rims on it, low rider, you know, very, it's got a lower kit. Bought it for 10 k Less than 10 k It was like $9,000 from a guy who was a broker. Again. A guy that was a broker. If you go to a broker, a guy that actually buys cars at auctions and looks to flip them, and then you go to the part where you bring a mechanic in and they go through the once over with the car, they say if it's a vi viable car and a good deal or not. That's how I bought vehicles. I've only, I've only went to a car lot once in the last 20 years. 
and bought a car. Actually, I went to, actually, I bought my truck like that, but I bought it off a car lot and then I basically customized it. But I went in with the cash. I was like, here, this is what I want on it. Give it to me. And they filled out the paperwork and I left. <laughs> so, <laughs> all the cars still work good. All right. I bought that car as a, it was a utility vehicle. It was like a worker construction truck. And I was like, I want that one. And this is what I'm going to put on it. I tended the window. You guys said there's a video on my Notorious CGA channel of all the customization that I did. And that's what I wanted to do with the truck. I don't want to buy it customized. I didn't want to buy it because there was actually, you know what? Now that we're talking, I actually went to the truck, the, de the dealership. And I said, this is what I want. And then they were like, oh, there's one just like what you want to do. They were like, this one got all those stereo. You, you would like this one. It has the windows tinted. It has the tires. It has X, Y, and Z. And I said, I don't want that one. <laughs> I want to put my stuff on it. I want to put the tailpipe on it. I want to put the exhaust on it. I want to put these rims on it. I want to put these tires on it. Because then they took me from a truck that was worth $19,000 cash to a truck that was worth $36,000 with all the bells and whistles. Then I would have had to do what? Hmm. Okay, I'll finance the one. I don't want to finance it. <laughs> I want to get that one. And then I want to put what I see. That's power. That's control. Right. That's how, that's what the, that's what life is about. I want to dictate what I want to do. Don't try to get me to do what you want to do. I already have a plan and a vision. The vision was to be able to customize it the way I want to customize it. Not to buy it the way you have it and then drive it off the lot. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, what are we talking about here? Do we have all the contributors? So that's Amari's, uh, Amari's question. I actually wanted the truck to be black, but I'm glad I got it white because I have my other vehicles are black. I have other, all my, even my motorcycle's black and it's a hell to wash. They get dirty so fast. It's depressing how much black cars get dirty. I would suggest you not get a black vehicle. Don't get a black vehicle. Black vehicles get dirty. You run past a sprinkler. You get your car washed. You run past a mud puddle, and it splashes up a little bit of dust on your damn, oh, despicable. Where are we at here? We got a couple more. Oh, these are long ones. All right, so Hashim says, uh, what's good, coach? It's your boy. We'll call him LIV. Sorry about that. He says, LIV brand. Back again, he says, I made national news here in Doo -doo Dubai, American football. He says, I'm also headed to Portugal Portugal, for the Pseudo Este Festival and to Budapest, Hungary. My man's traveling for the Signet Musical Festival. I'm probably mispronouncing, mispronouncing all of these. With my homeboy for college, I just wanted to send you something small to say thank you. I've been keeping my head down, managing my expenses, and I'm getting a Shopify store for my merchandise soon. Keep up the good work. If you need anything, don't hesitate to link. LIV is genius on IG. See you at the top. Hashtag millionaire in the making. Congratulations to all that for all that. Thank you for the contribution. Good to hear your success stories and uh, keep it going. And everywhere you go, there's going to be what? Women. All right. I, you know, I don't know about tailgating, tailgating women with you. 
when you get to all those destinations, you can't wait without all the desire I'm going to give you. All right, we worldwide today. Your book arrives today. Free Agent Lifestyle greeting from the Netherlands. Shout out to Michael M. Over in the Netherlands regions, as we call it. We doing it big here, Coach Gang International. Let's do. Coach Gang is international. I'm an international lover, too, as Prince said. We're international lover. Y'all don't know about that. YouTube secrets. Who wants to be a YouTuber? All right. Even an old-ass man like me who can't even look up how to find up his Instagram likes. You can be a YouTuber. Wow, isn't that crazy? So we're going to give you a little bit of YouTube game. Ask me questions. It would be better if you actually contributed to the show for your questions on this. Some people that do want to follow me, I actually covered this quite a bit in Money Mindset. Let me give you a couple of quick hints on YouTube, okay? So I believe YouTube is not even at its zenith yet, all right? So it's going to be one of those situations. They have a long-term model of survival. They're not trying to go anywhere, away, anywhere, or anytime soon. But that being said, there's room for you here on YouTube. There's room for here you on YouTube if you ever wanted to be a YouTuber. Now, the, t- the window's going to get tight here in a, in a bit, meaning the people who have established themselves over the last pe- you know five years, they're going to go on to uh, greater heights. And let me give you an example of this one. All right, there's a guy named Eric July. He's known as Young Ripper. All right, I've been following him for quite a long time. As a matter of fact, his artist that did my caricatures, my cartoon versions of me, like on my thumbnail, I have the one. He's kind of thinking like this, looking like that. And I have a couple of different cartoon characters. The guy who did Eric July's characters have also did my characters. Okay. So I actually stole his cartoon artist. But anyway, Young Ripper, if you guys don't know, was able to monetize himself beyond monetization. All right. So if you don't know the story here, let me see if I can pull that up. And this is going to be the now new secret to monetization on YouTube. Okay. Let me see if I can pull up that. So uh, here it is right here. Um, He basically had been doing YouTube probably, I don't know, six or seven years. He's been doing it as long as I've been doing it, and I'm at the four-year mark. All right, so he's also into comic books, and um, he's also into that type of uh, genre, in which then he said he's going to start his own comic book, and he was going to do it with, you know, the the people who follow him, more or less, are going to be the ones who buy. And I believe the orders are in the neighborhood of 13,000 to 15, 16,000, which turns into a revenue of $2,279,006.08. So, in this way, he's found a way to monetize himself beyond the monetization. This is kind of where YouTube is going to go if you want to be successful. Yes, the AdSense is cool, the super chats are fantastic, the support is great. But I think where people are going to really make the difference is being able to turn this into a way of survival and going to the next echelon. I do something similar, right? And I'm on a similar path. It's not here yet. I'm not on Eric July's level at all. But, you know, I have other things. You have your your books and all of these things. And I think it's actually a fatal mistake, a fatal mistake if you are a YouTuber for a significant amount of time and you don't do this. Or you don't do something like this. Will you make $2.2 Not necessarily. But you can make a consistent paycheck if you have a book, if you have a clothing line, which I wouldn't suggest people get into unless you're going to sell millions of T-shirts. If you're going to sell 100 T-shirts, you're going to go broke. Okay, But it's good to get the $500 a month if that's what you will on your clothing. The margins are so low on clothing, it's ridiculous. All right, so I did clothing. 
I did t-shirts. Then I transitioned to do the hoodies and all that stuff. It's been an absolute disaster. Um, the, the, um, the, the surplus and the, the shipping has been disastrous because everybody's behind over in China or wherever they make the clothes. All right. Getting the stuff in the supply chain has been disrupted significantly. Even in major stores, they're having supply chain issues. And so it has been a disaster and the margins are so low. I sold so few of them. It actually doesn't even make sense to do it. Right. I'll put in too much time. X, Y, and Z. So you got to find a way to monetize beyond the monetization if you want to get into YouTube. So that's what your mindset should be, should be, but you also got to grow your audience. So before you get there, is there room for you? Yes. Some people might say they want to make Manosphere content, right? You want to make content related to relationship and Manosphere. Well, I think there's a lot of people talking about relationships, right? The people who are somewhat famous now for relationship content have been doing it in excess of three, four, five years. It took Kevin Samuels to be uh, of seven years of making YouTube content to actually get over the top. He was doing it way longer than me. And um, it took him that long to get over the top. So your consistency has to be there if you want to do this. In the relationship context, everybody's talking about relationships. It's actually being, um, we're being overburdened by it. But I don't think many people do it well or consistent enough. So that's where you got to have to figure it out. Are you going to be consistent enough and have a unique perspective about relationships. The reason why people watch me is not because they all agree with me. Some people do, some people don't, but my perspective is unique. I have a unique perspective about relationships and many people are like, wow, this guy is either hurt, he's an empty vessel, I hear it all, right? And they try to throw it at me, but I'm too much of a veteran and my skin is too thick for that to if affect me. And I'm like, that's not an argument. I've written several books. You can actually investigate me, but they don't want to take time to investigate investigate me. They want to disagree. Well, that means nothing to me, right? But relationship content will always be here, and this is why. So if you want to get in it on the manosphere of relationships, you know why? Relationships will go off the rails continually for the next 10 to 15, if not 50 years. And that's what I want you to understand if you want to get in this lane. The reason why my content is successful is because I'm actually predating the, the demise. My content predates the demise. And I'm actually showing you where the demise is. So there are some hopeful people that they can turn it around. Or on an individual basis, they may say, hey, I was successful at it. And they may say, you could be just as successful at it. But the reality is, we're going to be going downhill for a long time. And my content predates when people recognized it was going downhill. So when you find me and you're like, what is he talking about? And then you go backwards and go, wow, this guy was actually talking about it way before it got rough, rough after the pandemic. Now you see that there's some stabilizing force there. So if you want to get into relationship or manosphere content, have a unique perspective, have a philosophy, have a, a philosophy that evolves. So I came in MGTOW. And then I still love those guys, but then I had to change it to free agent lifestyle. I had to actually miss, I had to actually evolve it slightly to extend the content and extend the philosophy. So I had to take some of theirs and then some of mine and make it into different. Otherwise, I would have pigeonholed myself into that. And then that was, you know, that would have been easily to dismiss me. Oh, you're one of those guys. People try to do that all the time. Oh, you're that guy? Dismiss. But free agent lifestyle, they got to investigate a little bit. Well, what is that about? 
before they try to dismiss it. You see what I mean? Uh, let me give you a couple more hints. Uh, this is going to be off topic of the of the um, of the relationship thing. Oh, have a philosophy. Be ready to evolve. Let me give you an ind indication of um, evolving and reinvesting. There have been some people that have been on these platforms and they claim to be kind of the originator, the guy that started it, or they'll say things like, um, I'm the originator of this stuff and they will fall off, right? They'll fall off and people will stop watching them, right? Or people will graduate from the content. Mo what most of the time happened was, despite the fact that they could have been the originator, despite the fact that they could have been the on the forefront of the content, they didn't evolve. They didn't level up. They didn't reinvest in their brand. They never really understood that this is now a brand. You are now a brand when you come on here. You're not just the name of your YouTube channel. And so they never got lights. They never got studio equipment. They never put any of their AdSense money back in. They never tried to push the envelope to try to get AdSense or they got squashed. They could have. And then they watched other people evolve like you've seen me do youtube content in almost three to four different settings i had one starting in my bedroom then i was in my two-bedroom apartment then i was in my three-bedroom townhouse now i'm in a five-bedroom house with a studio so then people go wow i see he's leveling up he's reinvesting he's actually taking it seriously as opposed to them showing up now if you don't want to be serious that's one thing but don't complain when you get passed up because some people are doing content like this, and then they get their ass passed up. And then they're like, hey, what's going on here? Now, people don't watch me just to listen to me. Some people do. Some people do. But some people don't. Some people want to see clips. Somebody want to hear this. New, 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 new world order. If you watch my content from 2018 to 2019, I had none of these effects. I had none of these effects. Zero. Money. It was just me talking. But then I said, I can't continue to do that. I need to level up. And as I start leveling up and using voice boxes and clips and all of this stuff, prices wrong sounds and developing which ones work for me. Now the show became entertaining, right? Then I start doing that, right? So it becomes entertaining. So you have to level up. You have to evolve. You have to change. You have to actually take it seriously. And the way you show you take it seriously is you got to reinvest. You got to reinvest. If you don't reinvest, any of the little, I was reinvesting little amounts of AdSense money and putting it right back into the show. And I could do that because I was also had a different, I had a job, right? I also had fitness training at the time. So as I was doing YouTube and I got a little bit of AdSense money, I was putting it right back into the show. And then I started doing what? Making the, making the content into podcast format. Some people found me there. Then I wrote the books. Then they transition there. Many people find the book, then they find the YouTube. So then you develop all of these webs in order to reach people. Then I started having editors edit my content down. And this was all money that I was all spending on my own money. Then I also hired editors to make my Instagram and TikTok stuff. So I'm not making it myself. And so now all of that stuff goes on there with a very good presentation. And then also now, it goes on to people and they look at it. And let me tell you a couple of things here. Right. Let me tell you a couple of things here. I also went and did speaking engagements when I could have. All right. When I could. So people invited me to speak, many of them for no pay at all, zero pay. But what keeps paying is now I have footage of me speaking in public, which 
it, it takes your credibility up significantly. As opposed to me sitting in my teenage gaming chair and doing clips of contents of me just talking shit on the internet. Now I have videos of me talking. So why did you go speak at Donovan's event? Number one, I can use the content over and over again. Nobody knows that that's Donovan's event five years later when I'm clipping it. Nobody knows any of that stuff, but I have it now. And I can reuse the damn thing for my own purposes. Smarty. Same thing with 21 Studios. They ain't going to pay me $100,000 to come speak, but damn near I, I created a ticket out of it. And now I can reuse and repurpose their content and they can do the same. They can draw in more audiences, which means more eyes. Come on, man. You guys worried about you don't disagree. And what about this person's ethics? Who cares about their ethics? I'm trying to create tickets. See, my book is a ticket. My book is a ticket that no one can ever take away unless they start burning books. But my book, I'm now an author. I'm a published author, published speaker, published podcaster, published YouTuber, Instagram following TikTok. I've wrote my own ticket in four years. You see what I'm saying? And I spoke at the 21 convention, I want to say two years or three years, and zero pay. Other than him providing the hosting, he hosted me. He brought me there. He paid for the airline and the hotel and the food and fed me. But I have something like eight speeches that I can dissect, reuse, repurpose in different clothes. I made sure I was wearing a different shirt, a different shirt every time I spoke. So it looks like I'm at a different speaking event every time. You got to think. You got to think. That's what I thought. I said, every time I go up on the stage for every speech, I'm going to wear a different shirt so it looks like a different speaking event. And some of them speeches were the same damn day. Right? So that's the stuff that you got to think about. Now, I don't even have to read. I don't, I don't have to. Uh, uh, I don't have to. Now, at this point in my career, right? I don't have to try to legitimize myself. I'm already legit. You can come in here and say whatever you want to say. I've already heard it, but you can't take away the legitness of my setup because I was focused and intentional and I have an intentional goal for four years beyond that has nothing to do with whether I get canceled or not. It doesn't matter anymore. I'm already a published speaker, public speaker, published author, published YouTuber, published podcaster. It's, it's over. They can do whatever. I can always reduplicate the process. It's almost too late almost almost too late and i did that on purpose i was intentional about it he said don't all, tell all your secrets i'm just letting guys know there's levels to this that you don't know that you don't see you got to have levels so when you see me go from this place to this place and level up wow wow right next so when you find me saying women can't provide value to me, I'm distracted by them, that's why they're distracting to me. That's why they're distracting to me because what I've done, none of them, I don't care what kind of game you put on them, none of them were providing me any more increased value other than their physical presence on my platform. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody would, the only woman that, listen, the only thing a woman would have been able to do during this period of my life would be distract me. 
I don't care who that person is. I don't care if she's a millionaire. I don't care if she makes $10 an hour. She would have distracted me the entire time. Now, let me say this. At this point, could one help me? Yes, she could be in the background on my Instagram videos. That's about it. Maybe I could bring some straggles in studio and make fun of them. Potentially, that might get me some more eyes, but it ain't about eyes anymore. It's not about numbers. Okay, so if the next thing I could do is bring a woman on, I would make her play the background role in my Instagram videos. That would be it. That's about it. What can she do? What does she, what does she know? Is she going to edit my movies? Is she going to edit my films? No. So I'm just letting you guys know. What's the next thing you could do? Have a philosophy, evolve, level up. People like to see a journey. So you can go back in 2018 and people could say, oh, you look skinny back then. No, I was a little bit more ripped. I, have, I was a little bit more less bulky. And they're like, oh, you're the TRT version of coach. Now, once you go back fast forward to 2022, you're like, oh, God, this guy's gotten bigger. He looks like he's on testosterone or, or anything. No, I'm just fatter than I was because I wasn't running. I'm not no longer running around doing fitness training sessions in between cutting videos. I'm no longer chasing my kids around, so I was a lot leaner. Now, I'm getting better now, Coogee sweater now. Now I'm fat. <laughs> Now my head then got bigger in my neck. I don't have that hump on the back of my neck, though. The hump is not there, ladies. The next thing you can do is collaborate. Collaborate so you can collab. Um, I'm not a big collaborator at this particular point. The only collabs I do intend to do is if it's in person or the person has an excessive audience. I'm looking for that in terms of collaboration. So a lot of people do want to collab, but they're they're building. So it's a little bit tough for me to want to do that, especially when I'm doing two streams a day. How long can I keep up that pace? I, it's it's going to be tough to keep that pace up for two, three years. I can see myself doing it for another year, potentially doing two streams a day. Then I might switch gears. Um, sharing. Here's another thing. Um, if you want to do this, you got to have people share your content. Um, your sharing can be somewhat organic. Like Kevin Samuel sharing is somewhat organic. People were sharing because they wanted other people to see him. There was no plan. There's other people who manipulate sharing, all right? And I'm not going to get into that or name any names, but their sharing is a little more manipulative and it's more strategic, which there's no prop. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But or an organic growth is how you grow on social media, right? You got to be able to grow organically. And that's how you stay legitimate. If you grow manipulatively, then people will find out it's manipulative and then they might not see it as legit. So I focus on organic type growth uh, where I use as much of my content as possible and spread it across as much platforms as I can, which is costly. It requires post-production on my part, a lot of background work on my part. Can a woman do this? Yes, but I don't think I want to provide that much background content to her or access to my stuff like that. They're not as trustworthy to be trusted with information like that. So I choose to not involve a woman in that stuff, even though she could complete that task like a monkey. She also can destroy it and delete it all if she's not feeling that way. <laughs> and then she might do it for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and then I got to get rid of her. Then I got to do another one. So they tend to not be as reliable. They can't be as dependent on. Therefore, I would not put that in there and why would i need to 
what's the next thing? A couple things here. Be true to yourself to an extent. At some particular point, you will have to be involved, evolve. You'll have to become a character in order for the people to keep you interested. You can't just rely on don't you can't just rely on bland, straight up content. Now you got to You know, I started singing. People come for the singing. It's what it is. You know what I mean? This is an entertainment platform. Sometimes you can get information from this platform. Sometimes you can get education from this platform. But if you just lean on one and you want to do that as a long-term plan, you're going to probably flop. Because some people, even though they don't agree, like to see me come out here and shuffle. But you can't be all shuffle either because at some point, nobody's going to take you seriously. So you want to kind of mix it. Last point on this one potentially is going to be monetize yourself beyond the monetization, right? So think about ways you can monetize yourself. Some people will sell books. I know Saint in the Center sells boxing gloves, I believe it was, or some boxing wraps um, as a way to monetize himself and extend his content, right? Or extend his brand just a little bit, and you can put your branding on that type of stuff, sell T-shirts. There's a way to monetize beyond the monetization. So, yes, AdSense are great. I've been working without AdSense or any payments from Google for a long, long time. A long, 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 long time. But you got to find ways to monetize yourself. Maybe you do coaching. Maybe you do teaching. Maybe you sell a dating course. Uh, maybe you sell a course in general. Those days are kind of over a little bit. But these are the ways you do it. So these are some of the secrets that you have. And I would tell you, if you want to start YouTube, start it. Do not wait. Start it now. Because by the time you understand how it works, and this is why you don't see a lot of, I'll venture to say this. Let's, let's talk about women. Women are doing YouTube, but you don't see it at great lengths. I would venture to say it's like 70-30. They rather do things like TikTok because it's easy or OnlyFans because it's easy. It requires little post-production. It provides some pre-production, but it's simple. They're using themselves as the vehicle, right? So it's pictures, titties, ass, whatever it is, and they can quickly upload it. However, on YouTube, it's way different. When you record something, the time from when you start and end of the recording and the time where there's pre-production and post-production and uploading, thumbnail, edit, is significant. People don't understand to put a live stream out takes a significant amount of pre preparation, pre and post, and then editing the, the live stream down or putting out a produ produced video, meaning you put it a, a 10, 13 minute vi video out. It's a lot of work. And especially if you're not good at editing and you don't have the proper editing programs or you go cheapo with the editing program and the logos in the site. Let me show you an example of people where you can recognize a cheap demonstration of what you're doing and i see content creators doing this and they complain that they're not growing and i'm like shit you still got the damn duck in the side of your live stream hold on a second let me show you the duck did i delete the duck there it is right there see that right there now if they got the duck in their damn show they have no way they didn't pay the extra five ten dollars a month they didn't reinvest in a show. Then they don't have the proper camera equipment. Hey, y'all, Coach Greg Adams back. Here I am. I got the duck. I got the regular stream yard general tagging. I'm not investing. I'm not going to edit this shit down. I'm not going to start with an intro Titan Tron. Nothing. Okay, see, 
Let me show y'all something. In order for me to get rid of that duck, I got to pay five, $10 a month. So I'm reinvesting back in. And I go, I'm going to make my own overlay, which told me, I said, how do I make an overlay? <laughs> I was like, how do I make an overlay? How do I make my logo appear in the corner like that? How do I make that do that? I had to learn it. I had to learn it. All right. I had to go on Photoshop. Well, you don't have to use Photoshop. Just use this cheap editing program over here. Now you just delegitimize yourself. Now, when they come on, somebody clicks on my damn video. They're like, damn, he got shit scrolling. He got stuff all in the corner. Watch this. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. I'm going to take that down. Then I'm going to put up. Let me see if I can find a way. Wait a minute. That's not what I want. Not bad for an old man, right? So I took that. I took that branding off and made it that. Let's take the. Let's put the duck up and take it off. There you go. Let's take the scrolling banner off. Okay. You see, progressively, progressively, I've stripped down the production. So these are all little secrets that you could use, but it takes you to have clarity enough and a mindset enough to know this is what I want. I want it to be better. Who can make it better? You? Or are you going to bring a woman in to bring it better? Working on your mama's computer, right? It takes a lot, and it takes me a lot of time to actually do this, and it takes me time after the show to do this, after the show. You know what I mean? It takes this time. So if you really want to do this, you got to do it. And there's no time clock. There's no I'm going to just punch in, punch out. You got to be like on it, on it. And you can't let people distract you. Yeah, she brings the table. Now, I go, when I want the woman to show up, I want you to show up. An hour and 15 minutes, it's over. Bye-bye. But if you get into this thing and you want to make it where it's easy and you want to see, like, Alpha Male Strategies doesn't have to do a lot of production. He kind of has a lane where his production doesn't need to increase. He could, but that's not what he wants to do. But he still has a big audience. You, on the other hand, can't do this at this point in YouTube. You can't do it. You're going to have to be able to level up or have the understanding or the time to research and practice it in order to make it better. If you're not going to do it and you're going to do it half-assedly with no um, with no effort and, and doing anything. Like for me, I do the Titantron video right at the beginning. Why? I, I do all that stuff. Music, adding music to the thing. It's an event. I want it to be an event. And not only do I do this once, I do it twice a day and I do it five days a week. And then the next week I do it. And then the next week I do it. And then the next week, most of y'all asses will be <sighs> pass the hell out. Pass the hell out. So anyway, first of all, you got to put in that work. You got to put in that work. Anyway, what else do you guys want on that one? Do you have any questions related to that? Somebody says, play that beat. Some people will be like, oh, you don't take all of that to do all this. Okay. He says, how to add music without copyright strikes. That's another thing you have to reinvest. So I have a program called Epidemic Sounds. I think the link is in the description box. Epidemic Sound. So some people go cheapo with their sound effects, right? There is something called um, sound effects that I can use. Like, for instance, the Price is Right sound effect seems to be royalty-free, meaning there's no copyright on it. So I could go... I don't know why you would assume that it would be, but sometimes you will add something and you can't do it. So I actually have to pay a service. I have to actually pay a service to use some of these songs like this song.
have to pay a service to use that song and I pay per month. Now, let me tell you something. One of the one or two of the songs that I've used has gone up so high. They put the song on iTunes. And it's one of the few songs that they put on iTunes. And I'm going to tell you, I made that song famous. I know other people have used it, but I made that song famous. And they were like, we're going to sell that song. None of not many of their other songs are being sold off their platform. But that one. You see what I'm saying? So that's the impact that you can have. And now in order for me to use that song just solely for myself, I would have to buy it. What do people do to overcome that? They make their own music. So now I'm going, I should be making my own music. Whether it's good or not, but I would damn sure be worth playing a producer to come up with some hardcore ass beats that I own that I can sell on iTunes. Got to level up. Because now I'm making other people rich. Yes, it's royalty free. I don't get a copyright strike. But if my credit card don't go through, every stream that I do after that payment didn't go through, they're going to come in and say copyright. So this is what you guys got to understand about this game. This game is bigger than that. And when you start making your first couple of dollars, put it all back into your brand. And people are going to see it. Anyway, I'm going to start rapping. So this is why I actually there's other YouTubers or, or Twitter people on Twitter that make their own music. This is why content creators make their own music. Yeah, they're going to sell a couple of bit, but they actually now have control of that music. So I'm going to be making my own music, not because I want to be a musician, not because I want to sell a million copies. That would be great. But I don't want to keep making other people rich off of what I'm doing. So I'm going to make some funny R&B songs. I'm going to make some hip-hop songs. I'm going to invite some people to hop on the track. Okay. But I want it done good. That's how precision I want. I want it done well. I don't want no half-ass production. I want the top shit, and I'll pay for it. And I want to own it. So if I sell 15 copies, I want all the money back. If I put it on my show, I want you guys to see that. And I want you to see it. And I'm going to make a video and all of that shit. Yes, I'm going to kick some lyrics. But that's what it's about. And this is what artistry is. This is an entertainment vehicle. Anyway, I'm giving y'all way too much game. I should be charging this. Anyway, I'm giving y'all way too much game on this one. And that's just get, the way you start. Hold on for a second. Let me show y'all something. You want to see something funny? I'm going to show you where it all started. Let me see something if I can find the video. I'm going to tell you what I look like. The first video, the shit's going to be hilarious. <laughs> my very, not my first video, but one of my very first videos. See if I actually have it. I would actually have to sign out of this one because it's actually hidden now from you guys. Hey, not that. Let me see if I can find it. I hope you guys can't see all my behind the scenes. Nope, you can't see it. I made that mistake one time. <laughs> you guys saw all my behind the scenes ish. See if I can find it at the end. At the end. That's where I want to meet you at the end. Hmm. I don't have it. I must have deleted it, but let me show y'all. This is what. Let me see if I can share this. Oh, my Lord. Look at this, bro. Oh, my God. Terrible. That's me right there, bro. Women, it is a video to bait. There it is right there. Basically enlightened individuals on what to look for when you see women using their womenly features oh, to boy. get what they want 
and how they will treat you subsequently. Look at that. I was working double, triple time. That was what, 2018? They get what they look at my little He-Man back there. All right. So for people that say you're just collecting action figures now. Nope. Here it is right here. I got the action figures back here and I had a plan. I want an action figure rule back in the day. Um, This is me. I was probably fighting child support tooth and nail. I had a whack microphone. So people are saying you sound different. Well, my voice probably has changed quite a bit, but my microphone was whack. I had the old blue Yeti. One, we talk about her hypergamy. We talk about, and then also, I don't have my voice yet. I don't have the confidence yet. Uh, a lot of, I think I'm reading off of a prompter. The things, the female natures in the red pill, in the MGTOW philosophy. But this story is an example of it. <laughs> now, I want you guys to leave your comments on any incidents. My mustache half shaving off. Incidences that you shared that are similar to mine. And I also want you guys to share any questions that you yeah, I think I still have the same headphones. I'm still wearing the same headphones. I like these headphones. That you might have with me. I'll tell you how to link that to. All right, so, you know, I don't got no soundboard. There's no entertainment. There's no lights in the background, nothing. <laughs> okay, so look, if you're a content creator and you want to get started, that's got to be your early days. You got to be able to look back at that and be like, sheesh. Why in the world did people listen to me? Like, God damn, that looks boring. <laughs> that video got 184,000 views. By the way, I'll never have videos that do that because I wasn't shadow banned at that point. I was the new guy on the block. I was the new guy on the block. So people, my, I had free reign to say whatever the hell I wanted to say. But uh, I'll never have videos that do that well. Number one, it was a short video. Number two, I'm, not, I'm shadow banned like crazy, right? I'm censored. So anyway, look, you got to start struggling first. Don't think you need to jump in with all of these lights and backgrounds and books and all of this stuff. Start off struggling first. Somebody says, yes, I did the bit. I, I was looking for the video. I, I did it in my bedroom, y'all. I, I must have deleted all those videos. I have also back up all your videos. That's what other content creators don't do that. I actually have all my videos backed up. Um, some of, I think are missing. Uh, I think so, all of the monkey chimpanzee videos. I thought I backed them up, but I've lost those. But, um, Back up all your videos, man. Reuse the content. Repurpose it. It's still usable content. Read the book. I'm going to read the book by Gary Vee called, um, what is it called? It's about social media. That book changed my life. Gary Vee's book. I think it's called, I can't remember. Gary Vee's book. And uh, this stuff he tells you, in, crushing it is called the book. Crushing it. That book changed my life. And look, I'm going to show you. I bought the book in 2018. And that point of my life, I was considering doing YouTube. And um, I said, she, I read that book. I didn't even think I got four chapters in. And I was like, I'm doing this. <laughs> the year 2018 right here. So I read that book in 2018. And I said, it's over. I'm, I'm taking over. I'm taking over social media because I, that's what I needed. I needed that push. And I got to like chapter four and I started cutting videos left and right. I was like, shit, it's over. <laughs> and from that point on, somebody says he's uh, you're a producer in Vegas. Email me, coachgregadams at gmail.com if you're a producer in Vegas. Music producer. You're going to get your comment deleted just so you know. 
And uh, where you're going to miss it is that this is where Kevin Samuels kind of missed it. He didn't have something long lasting, right? As soon as he was dead, he couldn't now sell anything after the fact. So if he would have had his own music, his own shirt line, clothing line, his own cologne, his own book, he would be making money into death and his ex-wife would be getting it. Damn. Anyway, that's the secret. So anyway, those are the secrets. Let me do the contributions. Maybe there's some more questions in here. But it takes more. It's more than this. This is why when y'all try to distract me with stupid stuff, what about this guy and his girlfriend? I don't give a rat's ass. I don't care. Y'all be like, what about this? What? A, who cares? Like, do you think I'm sitting around thinking about Manosphere beef? I'm thinking about a whole bunch of other shit. Soon as I hit the end button on the broadcast, I'll be like, I ain't thinking about that. I might sneak this every now and then, but I don't have time to be concerned about that, nor anything another man's doing on this platform. I want you guys to understand that. I don't give a rat's ass. I care about CGA. <laughs> That's what I care about. CG and A. I thought you knew I'm the Thanos of this. I care about my brand. I don't care about where anybody else is burying their salami. CGA is all that matters to me. This is why people are like, come collab, and I ain't going to go on no eight panels so I can just demoralize my content and everybody on the screen ain't got their camera on. And I'm the only one with my, my, my damn face showing, and they under a damn pseudonym hiding in anonymity, and my shit is the extra box on the screen. I will never degrade my content in that manner. <laughs> but you can do it. Where are we at here? Albert Ingram says, Coach, I meant society wants men weak and docile. And the only reason they want it is because they can get what they want. They can get what they want. Once men are removed and once men are weakened and giving up, I, I, this is why I don't like the fact that men come to the rescue of women so much because women have been given so much based on that. It's time for them to earn it. So now you can't beat me down. Well, we need to give them that. I don't need to give them a damn thing. I don't. Everything needs to be earned. At this point, I've done enough of this bullshit. We need to help these people and help. I don't need to help nobody. It's a free for all. It's eat or be eaten. It's kill to be killed. It's feast or famine. For everybody. I ain't helping nobody. <laughs> I'm Okay, let me say this. I'm not helping no one because. I'm not helping you because you're black. I'm not helping you because you're a black man. I'm not helping you because you're a woman. I'm not helping you because you're a black woman. Hell no. If you eating, then I need to be eating. But I'm not going to not eat and let you eat. <laughs> I'm not giving yet. Yeah, no participation trophies no more, man. We gave enough participation trophies in society. It's kill or be killed now. He says, you are helping, though. So, yeah, I, I'm helping, but, of course, I got a little bit in for myself. <laughs> it ain't for free 100%. It's survive or not survive at this particular point. Barbarian's at the gate. Dre, thank you for the – Dre is in the building. Thank you for the, um, the information. No government name came in. He says, keep pushing CGA. Indeed. Booker T in the building. Man, five times, five times, five times, five times, five times. All right, shout out to Booker T. All right, who else is in here? Shun Dre. He says, appreciate the knowledge, Shun. 
XL Pro Services says salute. Thank you, man. Higher image statuses says deleting YouTube account, distill input and program yourself. And then he says forever CGA. He says uh, just escaping the FYP. I don't know what's going on here. Somebody says, can you show how lighting matters too? Oh, yeah. Well, I can't reach my lighting, but I don't want to get up because it's actually like I have to extend. But that is a good question. Lighting takes your show to the next level. I wish I could do it on my phone, but I actually have two. What is the name of these lights here? No, I, I wouldn't mess up everything. If you're lighting, let me let me show you. I, I'll do this. I'll do this. So if you guys want to see this real quick, let me stop cam. All right. Struggle stream for a second. I'll, I'll show this real quick. So I'm going to show you without lights. All right. Turn the lighting off. And then I'll come back on without the lighting. All right. So here we go. This is how we do it. All right. So there I am without the lighting. So you see that right there? This is what I would look like without two lights pointed at me. Now, just so you know, these lights are pointing at me full power, almost full power for two, three, four hours, a day, maybe six hours a day. I just, This is two lights. <laughs> you see that? You see how different that is? Now, let's go back. I'm going to show you there. All right, I'll turn the lights back on. They're powering up. Hopefully, they come back on. We got one. Okay, powered up. That's me back with lighting. <laughs> That's me back with lighting. So there's all type of ways to have this particular lighting going on here. But if you don't have the lighting, you got you're you're cheating yourself. You're absolutely cheating yourself. And that's just two lights. And it makes my chocolatey skin look good. So anyway. You got that. That's a must. I will not do a stream without lighting. As a matter of fact, when I travel in hotels, I'm trying to take lighting with me and my lighting doesn't fit in my backpack. I actually have to take an extra sack with me. And then if I don't feel like taking lighting, I feel like I'm cheating. It's like crazy. It's like crazy, crazy. So that's how you reinvest actually and also have backup lighting. So I have several versions of this light. So one day I'm going to get up in the morning. The light's not going to work. So I need to quickly be able to plug in new lighting. All right, so anyway, thank you for that question. All right, so let me see. Lighting is a must. And I know when consecrated don't have the lighting, I'm like, damn, just get one light, Sean. Just get one. Let's see what we got here. Jones G says, great show today, Coach. Max content, respect. Thank you, man. And I gave y'all guys some game, game, man. Come on, that was game. So I so much so that y'all need to get over to the money mindset. If y'all really want to build up, y'all really want to build up, build up your business model, build up your YouTube model. You need to be over here, man. Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. All right, I'm gonna put a banner up so you can see what's up, so you can see how much I invest in these shows, man. It's not just me getting on here. There's a lot of prep work that goes in here, so to deliver this message and keep it cred credible and fresh. Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. Make a donation. All right, we're going to do the PayPals, okay? We're going to shuffle with the PayPals. Let's see where I left off. I think it's uh, Billy the Kid's in the building. He says, keep preaching the good word, coach. Indeed. 
Not only that, I got to research stuff. I got to pull up links. I got to get topics. I got to create thumbnails. Man, thumbnails is a whole production by itself if you don't have it right. So now you got to create thumbnails that can catch people's attention. Come on, man. This is a big old deal. This is a big deal. Uh, let's see here. Uh, KT King, what did you have to say? KT King's in the building. He says, good morning, coach. Please check your email in your free time. I emailed you a video of why 304B Wade was overturned. A new bill in Congress for women to collect child support beginning at the moment of conception before birth. Yes. Um, and these are Republicans and Democrats who are doing this. So a lot of times we're celebrating Hoe v. Wade or 304V Wade, but it's going to come back to bite us. Hey, guys, I always tell you, whatever happens, um, if you're waiting for women to start losing and that you're going to keep your same position, that's not how it works. So if you ever wanted women to be penalized or start holding themselves accountable or responsible, you're going to take an L. It's going to be a bloodbath, too. Men are going to lose just as much. So we got 304 V Wade overturned, but now they're doing child support at conception. Mm. <laughs> All right. Now you're going to be like, get rid of it when you were against get rid of, you know what I mean? Cali West Miami. I got a brother to follow you on IG. He has a clothing line. He mainly sold t-shirts in order to avoid the shipping and production issues. And he bought his own pressure or printer. I would have seen. Therefore, he can print for himself and other people who make custom prints. He's a matador, too. He says, free agent for life. Thank you for four years of coaching. Appreciate you, bro, uh, on that one. So, yeah, if you have your own printer, yeah, you're ahead of the game. And I know, uh, what was the guy? There was a guy who got in trouble. Um, he was a big guy. He was I can't remember his name, but he had, like, um, his name was named after a car. And he was a big dude, and he started making his own shoes and and printing his own shirts and all that stuff. What was his name? Anyway, that's a big one. So if I wanted to do that type of stuff, I would actually look. Yeah, Amien Hellcat. That's the guy's name. If I wanted to do something like that, I would be thinking I need to get my own printer to make my own apparel as opposed to doing it that way and all that stuff. Yeah, Amien Hellcat. Yeah, that's the guy. He ended up having his own printer place, if I'm not mistaken. I've only watched a few of his videos. It was right when he got in trouble. Uh, somebody, Shalif says, what category of content do you see that has been the most potential or where this uh, there is a void to fill? Uh, number one, I think a lot of times this is becoming more entertainment. So whatever you do, just be entertaining. That's where the void is. I don't know if um, there's, per se, a new angle to take. There's just another unique perspective. Like video gaming. I always talk about gaming. If you want to get into video gaming now and blow up, be crazy. Like think of the top, top video game um, content creators. They're somewhat unique personalities. They're not very much experts in the game, right? So being an expert on YouTube is nice, but <laughs> you got to be somewhat of a crazy personality, right? If you're going to do crypto, don't be like, yeah, well, this is how you do this and this is how you mind that. You got to be like nuts. I show speed gaming. Flight, uh, what's his name? Flight reacts. They're crazy. You know what I mean? They're not, and they get mad views. So, you know, when they lose, they, they, you got to be, you got to be somewhat crazy. And my philosophy is somewhat, people would be like, wow, this is way off the, 
this is way off the beating path. It kind of makes sense. It makes sense. Some people are adopting it. Some people are cheering me on, and that pisses people off. They're like, why is this guy getting views? But for you to be, yeah, you got to be the Jim Cramer of crypto. If you want to do crypto, even when crypto's doing bad, people are going to watch you because you're Jim Cramer of crypto. But when crypto does bad and you boring as hell, people are going to be like, see, you don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? You got to be a you got to be entertaining as hell. You got to be super duper unique. That's where it's going. That's where it's going. So it almost like let's say you're doing baseball cards. Let's say you're doing action figures. You better be crazy. There's a guy that I follow that does action figures, and I looked up his videos of what the most popular videos of that of his videos, and it was him doing like it was like celebrity death mask version of his collection where it was like god it was like gory and somewhat you know it wasn't real but they were going crazy like it was a day <laughs> i was like so that's what millions of people watched now the ones where he stood up his little figure this is this figure i bought it from the store they shipped it to me this is my haul i'm going out shopping at the store they did crappy nobody watched it but then when he did Celebrity Deathmatch version where he had barbed wire <laughs> around the action figure and the action figure got thrown over the rope and hung, millions, millions of you. See, this is where YouTube's going. You got to be unique. You got to be unique. You got to take something that's something similar. Don't, don't outthink it. Take something that's simple and make it unique. So it's actually crazy. Uh, anyway, so that's what I would say there. Uh, if I, if there was a category that I know that was a lane open, I wouldn't tell you. I would open the lane. <laughs> I would just open up the damn lane myself and do it my damn self. And as you guys know, I have like 10 channels or 11 channels on YouTube. I'm trying everything. Not because I'm trying to get rich, but I'm trying to say, this is where, you know, I want to know how people do it. I'm like, let me do a shoe video. Let me see if, how you do it. Let me do this video. Let me do that video. I've done just about every video you can think of other than something that would embarrass my kids. Other than this content. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Cali West Miami. He says, I play your content in front of my 304s. He says, one ask, why does he keep saying, damn, Sean? I told her, silence, you fool. He says, this information is prices priceless you must invest into yourself that's your best investment he says that applies to business and many aspects of life what's your best investment gentlemen stocks bonds cryptos and whatnot nope it's yourself somebody says you're still finding yourself absolutely even on this platform it's like okay can you go can you switch lanes can you switch genres that's very tough uh, another thing pigeonholing yourself in genres is a legit issue on youtube so if you want to be a youtuber Whatever genre you go in it on and you blow up, that's what you do. All right. So that's another level of game here. It's very rare that you can go from one genre to a next if you blow up in that genre. So, you know, it's possible. Jake Paul has seemed to be able to do stuff like that. But if you're doing vlogs and you blow up doing vlogs, you're doing vlogs. If you blow up playing NCAA football 12, and then you want to switch gears and play NBA 2K, your audience is going to say, send your ass back to 
NCAA football 12. You got to start a new channel. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Somebody says start a new channel is talk-ish on RP creators. One thing you guys got to understand is beef in the manosphere actually hurts you. People don't get it. Beef in this sphere is counterproductive. It's never productive. It actually hurts you. It never helps you. Because you look sad, first of all, beefing. You know what I mean? Nobody, you all, you're going to have a couple people be like, yeah, you're right. Thanks for exposing. But I've seen most audiences, your, your audience is going to hit a skid as soon as the beef starts. Because we share, we cross over audiences. So the audience don't want me to hear me go in on specific content creators and name them and thumbnail them. Then all they're going to do is run over and skedaddle to the other content creator. Hey, this guy was talking shit. You look corny as hell beefing in the manosphere. I, I don't, but you guys can do it if you want. It's super duper corny. <laughs> The only drama that would be beneficial on YouTube is if you're outside the genre, number one. Number two is if you can then follow up on some sort of planned event, a.k.a. a boxing match. Somebody says people love drama, but it doesn't help you grow within this sphere. It doesn't help you grow. There's nobody that's grown really off of that significantly. And then what happens is, the other person you attack ends up attacking you behind the YouTube scenes. That's another thing you don't know. Soon as you attack them and you somewhat won, you're going to lose because they're going to come and flag all your videos and they're going to be behind the scenes and they're going to get 18 people to flag and all of their, all of their peons are going to come over there and they're going to do the same thing. Then you're going to get demonetized, stripped, all of that shit. So you might've won the battle on the verbal but you're going to get your ass kicked behind the scenes, number one, number two, number three. And you're going to look foolish because some of your audience, they're going to be like, I didn't come here for this because I like the other guy. Abby and Preach succeeded. They were already big when they started the Fresh and Fit drama. I don't think their numbers went up exponentially. Their numbers didn't grow up exponentially. What does Abby and Preach at? One point something million? They were probably at something like that when they started the beef or when the beef started. They didn't grow. They didn't grow big. They didn't double their audience. People sided with them, but they didn't double their audience. Like that's what you would be hoping for. I start a beef and double my audience, or are you beefing on principle? Are you beefing on principle? Like beefing on principle is ridiculous. <laughs> a lot of people left the audiences. They were like, I don't have. Nah. Now, I tell you what, the only reason I would beef is if there is a hardcore, let's just say the first time we were together, we were together. Then we heel turned on each other. Then we heel turned. And then some reason we, we got into a, a boxing match, which we fundraised money and I got $1 million from it. And then I, we made up and kissed. You know what I mean? We made up and we was like, yeah, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. And then we ran to the bank and cast our check. Somebody said they only gained like 200K subscribers. It wasn't worth it. it. It's not worth it. Nobody can show me that it's going to be worth it. You're not going to double your audience. You're not going to get, all you're going to get is people who either disconnect from you or cheer you on. And that's just basically going to be the what? The echo chamber. It's just an echo chamber. 
Anyway, I think it's desperate when people beef. That's going to be my opinion on it. And especially when somebody lower beats with somebody that has higher subs. It's obviously that's what it's about. More likely than not. And people will come to my show. Why does he get so many views, right? Why, 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 why? And they'll figure out, try to way to expose me or that's what people do. Or take me down or say their philosophy is better. It, it, it looks desperate. It looks absolutely desperate. So um, I say it's bad business. It's absolutely bad business. It's not good business. Shout out to Eric. He says, Coach, I humbly thank you for telling me what I didn't know that I didn't know about 51% of the population and how I interact with them. By the way, you are friends and family and that money. And that's money that way. I believe that that's what you meant at the end there. Uh, I appreciate that, man. Well, most of the time we know, but it takes somebody like me to say, no, nah, man, don't let them bump you off your track or your path. Don't let them bump you off your path, man. A lot of people have very um, common knowledge and they think that they're going to give you that common knowledge and that's the pathway to success. Look at their life. Look at their life, man. Do they have what you want? Many times they don't. They don't have what you want, but then they're all, oh, it takes love and it takes family and all that stuff. Yeah, all of that stuff is important, but you got to survive out here. I'm trying to survive. I can get that love and family is later on. Like, look, look, let's say I lost all my family and my friends and all of this stuff pursuing this. I cannot create another one. I can create another family right now. In the position I'm in today. I can create the love and family right now. You know, I might have lost family. I can't create I can't lose my mom and my dad. Right. But I can create another kids right now in the position I'm in and have more leverage. So I can go back down and go, hey, I can start a family today. I can give me a young piece of tail, train her up the way I want to train her, right? Put my safeguards in, put my castle in the moat. I'm not going to do it, but it could be possible. Salif says, what do you think about short form content on YouTube versus YouTube shorts for new YouTubers? I haven't seen... You take advantage of it on your channel, but I do see it on Instagram. Well, I used to use YouTube shorts, and I think I got my channel in trouble because most of the YouTube shorts, if you're doing red pill content, is going to go out to a massive audience, 50% haters. But 50% haters aren't going to watch me do a long-ass live stream. Maybe 5% haters will. And 5% of my audience will be haters, and the rest will be supporters. But a YouTube short video on a controversial topic, 50% of the viewers will be haters and commenters and they will come in and tear your channel down. Okay. Now that's what they, you know what I mean? That's the negative about YouTube shorts when you're controversial. So I did use it, but I did not. I, I stopped doing it because I started noticing that I'm bringing in the wrong people. TikTok, on the other hand, I will use it. So I did use it on the coach Greg Adams channel, but I, I won't use YouTube shorts like that but it will help you grow your audience if you're non-controversial. You see what I mean? That's why I stopped using YouTube shorts. Now, some people still do it, but I don't do it anymore. Let's see here. Actually, when I did do it, I actually created a, a channel only for itself called CGA Shorts. So I created a separate channel for it that didn't directly delink to my main channel so i do have a channel called cga shorts but i will only post those on those not directly to my main channel where they can just come over click report 
Instagram and all of that stuff, uh, posting controversial stuff on these platforms. I get messages from TikTok all the time. Oh, my God. And also, shorts are not monetized. So you're going to get people to see you for the first time, but there's no monetization in YouTube shorts. So you can, I would say, use it if you want to build your audience. You're going to get a role. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get some momentum. But if you're controversial, be careful with YouTube shorts. You don't want it directly linked. If you want to use Instagram reels and make them work to find where you are over here, fine. But YouTube shorts and your controversial, be careful. All right, where are we at here? Oh, my gosh. All right, last two. I've never even watched YouTube shorts. So that's the funny thing about it. I never even got on YouTube and be like, let me see what the shorts are doing today. I don't ever think I even clicked on one YouTube short ever in my life. So that's another thing to me. I'm like, do people watch YouTube shorts? They do. Uh, Van says, Coach, your philosophy is more popular than you think. I've been involved in the RP channels that promote MGTOW and free agent lifestyle. And a lot of guys know your philosophy. I actually hear it too. I'll listen to another video and I'll hear free agent. I'll be like, damn. Or I'll hear something I, that I think I brought into the lexicon. I'll be like, oh man, he says, I'll help to spread the philosophy as long as I'm able to. I think it will be smart for content creators in this niche to have Amazon affiliate links and promote your book. That would be great. I will create an RP channel, but there's too much problems with ad suitability. Yeah, at some point, guys, you're you're not going to make money. You're going to make money in the beginning. Then they're going to hammer you when you get 70,000 subs. It depends on how you do it. He says, I can see that. The niche is lucrative, by the way, coach, if you created a course or an academy that teaches skill and attach an affiliate system to it, you can sell for free by incentivizing other people to sell for you. I'll get you the timestamps. Now, I have to watch this part of the show. All right. Thank you for the timestamp, gang. He's He is the guy that timestamp. He actually has good knowledge on YouTube, and he sends me a lot of information because he does my timestamps. That's Vans, we'll call them. And uh, he's always telling me about this and that related to YouTube. And he's pretty much going to be on point, although sometimes I don't want to do it. I'll be like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but he never stops trying to help me, you know, so I like that about him. And so he's here because he's knowledgeable about the background of YouTube. And he's pretty much on point about things. And then I'll decide whether I can use it. Uh, let's see here. Last one. This is from Michael. He says, would uploading video shorts be a good way to start off your channel? Okay, so the only thing it's going to bring in is new eyes. So, yes, I don't think it, it does bring in some subscribers, yes, but be careful. You got to be, you can't be on the edge in which you bring in the new eyes and then they take you down. The new eyes take you down. But it is, yes, YouTube shorts are fantastic. I think when I was growing on my main channel, which is almost at 200K for the last year and a half, when I was growing on that channel, I did get a kick when YouTube Shorts came out and I used it. I did get a kick. Then I got demonetized. <laughs> so that's the funny part about it. I was like, yeah, my channel grew an extra $20,000 of 20,000 subscribers on YouTube Shorts. And then I got demonetized. Was it because of that? I don't know. But I was bringing in new eyes. Yes. So where is that? What What do you think? 
Anyway, last couple on Cash App. It's me, says Coach Gang is a movement. Shout out to you. He's whip underscore three on IG. Thank you, brother. Lawrence says, I agree with what you said about on Satan the Center echo chamber is in growth. Yes. So you do have to have people challenge you. Like Andrew Tate has now increased his popularity because he's now having people challenge his philosophy as opposed to him just being an echo chamber. He did well with the echo chamber stuff, but now he's going on other people's platforms and he's holding his ground. I think that's going to be a way to growth as well. And um, he's got great imagery and he's unique and all of that stuff. Whether you agree with him or not, the way he presents, he doesn't get bumped off his square easily. And he's a great debater. He actually just stays with what he says. He doesn't get emotionally. He does, You know, he will raise his voice a little bit, but he's pretty good. He's solid. The dictator laughing my ass off. I'm exposing CGA later on my gaming channel. <laughs> all right. Get some views exposing people. Have you noticed people who expose people, uh, the expose people videos, you know, they don't get a lot. They might get a lot of views relative to their own channel. But then you look at their channel as a whole. They don't get no subs off of it. They don't get an, a great amount of subs. But if they feel like they want to be Mother Teresa of whatever sphere they want and do exposed videos, they'll get a couple of people to run over there. Why? Because they got my face on the thumbnail. Or they got another content creator's face on the thumbnail. And then you look at the rest of their content and it's shit. <laughs> Nothing happens. They don't get no movement. They don't get no bump. They sitting at 12.5K subscribers over like 50 years on YouTube exposing people. But if that's their lane, that's your lane, but you're not going to grow. Name the most common person that grew off of exposing. You'll get the view. Somebody say you can't right. You'll get a you'll get a couple of clicks. <laughs> you'll get a couple of clicks, but you're not going to get to 100k. I mean, very few of you will, but it's a lane. It's a lane. And then eventually half of your audience will be haters. It's going to be a struggle. Most of people are watching you for train wrecking. Where are we at? It's that lane is that name. That lane is not a good lane. It, it, it's okay if that's what you want to do, but it ain't going to be a lane for growth in my opinion. But you know, I don't try to stop people from doing it. If that's what they want to do. Somebody said Tasha K, but now she's getting sued. Right? So there's a risk. Factor to that. I think H, what is it? H3H3 did the exposed video and I ran over there. He was getting hammered on his own videos. I was like, <laughs> also, when people do exposed videos, they end up getting hammered on their own channel. I'm like, how you getting, how you expose somebody and got hammered <laughs> on your own damn channel? Somebody did a, a video on me and they got floored. They got throttled on their own video. I don't need to say who it is. I don't even know if this isn't even on their channel anymore. But they started off the channel doing like this. This is CGA's funeral. And guess what happened? Comment section, they was getting throttled. So. <laughs> anyway, guys. Where are we at here? We got to get out of here. It's two, and a, two hours and 45 minutes. Why do I do long-ass shows? Because if you really want this information, you'll invest. If you don't and you complain about it and you want the secrets to be given to you in a 10-minute video, 
Too bad for you. Shout out to uh, A.S. Santiago says, donations, salute CGA. You have inspired me to launch my own small vending machine business, hopefully started by the end of the year. Shout out to you. Congratulations on that. And um, let me make sure we got all the cash apps. And then we'll be back uh, later on tonight in the junior college. Yes. Ooh, I want to tell you, we going to the, we got a sister coming over here. And, mm, we going to have some chocolate this after, this evening. Chocolate on me. <laughs> all right. Shout out to the coach gang. And she's not a straggle either. She's not a straggles. Although she's a sister, so I got to watch out. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man.